0: And so that's why I was thinking it was perfect for Corey. What do you think, Corey? I
1: loved it. (laughs) It was, it's good. It's great.
0: How do you feel about that, Jables? Was that good for you?
2: Oh, so good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Achievement Hunting 101, Level 152. I am your host, Corey. Also call me Rocker Dude. And with me this evening, as always, is Kush Moose. Hello, Kush. Hello. And what's a podcast without a third voice? We have a first-time guest. One of the nicest people in the world. Not because they want to, but because they are legally obligated by the country that they live in. It is our very own Jay Black. Hey, Jay, it's a pleasure to be here, eh? <laughs> Thanks for coming out. I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you you used a because I forgot to. I like had this whole intro <laughs> planned and it went out the window and it had to go off the cuff. Glad to have you, sir. No pressure at all. No pressure at all. We are a loving bunch here at Achievement Hunting 101 Industries. Um, Let's get started with the game showcase. Uh, Jay, you are our guest. You may have first at BATS. What have you been playing? What's been in your box?
2: Well, it's been a while since I've been uh, boosting with people, you know, like every other day. Um, So (laughs) I finally got uh, convinced. Um, to play After Charge like everybody else has. Rushing to get it all done before the servers go down on the 30th. Um, so, MDP, Ahizo, Vulgar, and What the Fug, we all got together and pretty much uh, powered through it. It didn't take us uh, long at all. Um, I got everything done that first night except for. Um, you have to get so many wins and level up to 30. Um, with the 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 getting closer to the server shutdown, they've updated it so that uh, now you get four times the multiplier for XP. So it makes it go even faster. Um, and for those one those last two, the leveling and the wins. You can just idle them in a private match with some bots, just to put your controller down with the uh, uh, right stick angled, and there you go. You wake up, and there's the achievements and the completion.
1: So how long do you think it takes now, since it has four times XP, and with the obviously a good boosting group?
2: I think the, the uh, our group did it in one evening. Um, I want to say a couple hours. Uh, I mean, obviously the idling uh, took the evening, assuming that the one thing you have to be careful of with the idling is they're really stringent about uh, just idling and kicking you out. So if you, if you don't have the, the stick angled, Like, you could be sitting there waiting for your uh, boosting partner to uh, blind you for one of the achievements, and if you are sitting there for too long, it's going to kick you out. So we had some problems with that, Um, but uh, I would say the majority of it probably, I don't know, uh, with a good group, three hours, four hours for the majority of it, and then the idling on top of that.
0: Do you remember what level you were when you were done with the co-op achievements and you just needed to grind it?
2: I want to say halfway through, like 13 to 15, somewhere like that.
1: Okay. TA doesn't tell me how long I played. Yeah, that, I know, that was
0: before they kept good stats.
1: Yeah, I know I definitely did not do it in three to four hours. Um, there was the idling method. Uh, however, uh, my nephew... Uh, he he had a little uh, fun with that. And I I vaguely remember he was angled up like kind of like you said, and he just turned it in a circle all night long. <laughs> um, so I didn't really have to worry about the leveling, but uh, we didn't have four times XP either. So kind of old my this that's my old man yell at clouds moment. <laughs> like you kids and your easy easy completion. I remember that mine was uh, idling
0: all the way through to the day where it was going to be removed from like, mm, free-to-play, yeah, game-pass, or whatever that. it was. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and like, so it went over the time period, and I, I kept grinding into the day. That's how long it took it, at one times XP. And then luckily, luckily, it just it, the, the active, or the license stayed active until I turned it off, and then it was, like, gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of looking at it now. Me, me and you both must have done it on this the very last day because our our timestamps kind of match up yep uh fufu cuddly poof as well i i think i remember him doing it and barely squeaking out that completion but he did it his actually has an hour count on it um it says 40 hours but for some reason yours and mine uh does not strange we're faster (laughs)
2: looking at the ta stamps uh it looks like uh it took me about five hours to get to everything except for the reach level 30 and win 50 games
1: okay that's not bad i I only remember it having like maybe a couple of achievements that were like tricky like i vaguely remember one where you had like there's a bot that builds a wall and you had to like build like a whole structure around somebody that one was a little yeah and then like you had to like time not time stuff but you had to like angle stuff just the right way sometimes and be really quick with the triggers but yeah not too bad that one's uh, the the building the triangle
2: seemed pretty easy you didn't have to make it a perfect triangle or anything like that as far as when we were doing it um, but the one that uh, seems to be having a lot of problems is the uh, blind fest where you're supposed to blind two enforcers simultaneously um, the there's it's it's kind of like bomberman here where there's lots of theories going around on how to get this achievement um but uh uh like some people are saying if you blind the same guy twice you have to restart your xbox to get it to work mm. um other people like lego said legohead said in his game um if it's if you play a match before you go for this you have to restart your xbox it has to be the first one um so if you're trying for it and for some reason it's not popping try restarting your Xbox and go for it right away and see what happens.
1: Yes, yes. The memories are flowing back now. That I do remember having to do that.
0: We definitely had problems with that. I can't remember what we settled on, but it was it basically involved restarting the game for sure, if not the Xbox.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh but yeah, shout outs to that developer once again. Chains awesome. They are being chains awesome about this uh this shutdown. So Cannot uh, cannot praise them enough for that. I have been playing more Yakuza like a dragon. Uh, I told you guys I was going to keep playing it, and I indeed I have. You'll check my TA feed. Uh, it, it's been low. It, I It's almost achievement a day, if not achievement a day at least. But uh, I think I was at four hours or something like that for uh, the last time we talked, and maybe through a couple chapters. I just finished chapter four. And I'm like at eight or nine hours. And I've made all of 10 TAD total uh, through this game. So, like, it is very (laughs) slow going. Uh, I can't believe that I'm still playing it, but I am. Um, It's kind of, you know, a yin and yang of it's a good game, but it's taking and consuming all of my time. And uh, I just, I have other stuff I have to play, other stuff I want to play, timed stuff, you know, so... Uh, it's definitely some give and take, but just like last week, even being, you know, 10 hours into this game, probably, I'm still finding new stuff. Um, I'm not halfway done with the story yet, and new things are popping up all the time. Uh, based off the achievements, most of the grind comes after the story, um, but there's a lot of stuff I have not discovered yet. They talk about romances. I have not seen anything about romancing. In fact, I haven't even seen... well. It's 2021, so never mind. Uh, I haven't seen any romancing come up. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, you got to hit level 50 with everybody. I'm like at level 14. That seems to be going okay. Um, and then you have to like raise bond levels and change jobs. I haven't even seen anything about changing a job yet. So definitely is going crazy. Um, I, last week I said that I haven't encountered a lot of crazy things with Yakuza Like a Dragon, but it is slowly getting there. Um, in the trailer, there's like an infamous baby scene. Well, I found this baby hut or whatever. It's a side story and uh, it's grown men in diapers and it, that's not even some of the weirdest stuff that I've seen so far. Uh, there's one achievement where you have to watch all of the movies in this classic movie theater in, in Japan or wherever they're at. And you have to do it without falling asleep. And so this turns into a mini game. And the mini game is a reaction-based game where you have to hit one of the directions on your D-pad or one of the, uh, the letter buttons on your controller. And if you don't do it quick enough, the enemies will attack you and kind of you know, start to your drowsiness to get you know, heavier and heavier. And the enemies are called, what was it, like ram men or something instead of like like sheep kind of deals like rams kind of like a sheep like so they're they're attacking you to make you sleepy during this boring old movie and uh i just found that really funny they they have like rams heads but they're in suits um and then uh one of the random encounters uh which mostly are not random you can see when enemies are coming up and they'll if you get close they'll attack you but i have one random one and this guy popped out of a trash bag and (laughs) he's wearing his trash bag and he has legs and arms sticking out and like okay that you know what at this point in the game it makes sense i'm just gonna go with it um, but i still like the game and i still plan on playing it but it is taking up all of my time and that time is precious
2: okay i got two questions though, for this you said uh, the the ram men were making you drowsy um mm-hmm. you weren't counting them right
1: i was not counting them no <laughs> i was countering them
2: and then the uh, the the I have to ask, you know, beat the dead horse. Are have you still been uh, not skipping cutscenes?
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm uh, I'm skipping the, the dialogue, but it's that skipping, like I mentioned, where if you're fast enough to read it, you can read it before they say it. So I'm I'm still getting the story, but it's only minutely making it a little quicker. Um, there there are some cutscenes that you can't skip, so it doesn't. Make a a lot of sense to just pound through it and not read it. So uh, I'm still doing it, and it's the story's getting crazier and crazier. Like I thought they were just going to tie a bow around this last chapter, and you know that like the last ten seconds, they just flip it right on its head, and there's chapter five right there. Do
0: you have any sense on how far you're in and how much time you have left
1: for just the story, or for total? Let's let's say just the story. So, just the story, I only, based off the achievements, I, I don't know, like, some chapters might be longer than others. I'm in chapter five, and I think there are 15 or 16 chapters. Oh, okay. Um, so, it's, uh, I'm almost a third done with the story. Um, now, the rest of the stuff after that, I have no idea how long it takes. Obviously, based off TA estimates, it's going to take me up to 80 hours. And um, did you not, not just after post story, but did you totally. check
0: out all the achievements, uh, like the stuff that you're not getting that's not story-based. Is it easy to go back and get, or are we talking like another like speed playthrough or something or
1: no? And so that's, that's a good thing about it. There are no missables. Um, it's a open world game. So apparently after the story, you can, you know, just roam the, the world and clean, you know, you can mop up easily. So, uh, you don't, I don't have to worry about all that, which is good. Nice yeah so that kind of helped me go along with uh you know wanting to play this game because i'm definitely not like i'll play this game once but i'm not going to play it more than that uh in fact it will it it already has me sort of interested i mean ask me again in 80 hours worth but i'm kind of halfway interested in the other (laughs) yakuza but that that's a big commitment right there Um, this one this one is a side thing it's not connected in in those ways at least so i might see which you know i might pick like you know I, I, it's so weird like yakuza 0 wasn't the first one they released but it's the first in the story i think i don't know i'll, I'll wikipedia it, see which one it is i'll give it a quick look look at the achievements and then maybe decide but it, yeah, it's a big pill to swallow what's the uh, draw probably bigger than i'll ever want
0: like what's the draw to make you want to do that
1: Well, just because it seems like a quality game and really the part, the gameplay part will determine that. Uh, I like the gameplay aspect of this where you're walking around, uh, you're doing quests and then you have these turn-based battles. Uh, I'm pretty sure the other games are not turn-based. So I don't know how that will affect uh, the play, but I like like that leveling up system and uh, you have weapons and items and uh, you have a party that you're going through. The main... person loves dragon quest and he has now said that your uh your people uh, are following you or your party just like in dragon quest and the enemies look really strange just into you and your brain so it's kind of so it's really funny in that aspect and i kind of like that um so i'm curious to see if the others do that i don't think they are so funny but they might be weird i don't i don't know i'm gonna have to look into it but we'll see we'll see Gotcha. Yeah, it also helps that it's on. It's play anywhere, so it's on PC. Um, whenever I have to pull my Xbox out, if uh, I have to pull over a monitor and and hook it up, and uh, my PC is just right here, so I, I have my Xbox fed through that. So uh, it, it just makes it easier. And um, uh, side note, uh, we weren't going to mention it anyways, probably, but uh, they just announced like Yakuza Like a Dragon is not only is it play anywhere, but it's on Game pa- it's on xCloud. Um, unfortunately, I tried to boot this on my, uh, my Mac through uh, the web browser. And it, I don't think it was the fault of xCloud. But my man, my controller does not like that Mac. Uh, I could not get it to work with Messenger completely right. And I brought it downstairs and I updated the firmware. Well, I didn't update the firmware because there was no update. Thought that might fix the issue. It didn't. I took it back up to Yakuza on X Cloud and the camera was spinning. It was almost like it was infinite stick drift and I couldn't do anything. So unfortunately, I thought it would be an easy way to burn some cutscenes while working, but uh, alas, that's not the case. Uh, but regardless, uh, off the beaten path from what I was starting to say, apparently some games, including Yakuza like a dragon, uh, which got touch controls for X Cloud, by the way, um, i saw a tweet that said that they're getting xbox series x's on the back end of those x cloud games so they actually run better um so that's kind of interesting to see that came out today so i haven't looked at it on x cloud today but i just thought that was interesting to uh to see these bigger games getting better hardware behind the scenes for something like x cloud all right uh koosh let's hear from you what have you been playing oh man this month... That did not sound like a good oh man well, well,
0: here's the thing, right? This month has not gone the way it was supposed to go. This month was supposed <laughs> to be June Raider for me. I mean, I'm oh, hosting yeah. a $20 prize for a contest that I've barely been able to participate in um, for you know getting Tomb Raider achievements. I think I've got two. I think I've, I've earned two achievements, maybe, uh, this month in Tomb Raider games, but... Uh but things keep going out of game pass. So I had to finish observations. So I finished observation last time, and then of course, as soon as that's done, they announced that the messenger, the messenger PC, both going away. I, I did not do my uh, homework and get those done a long time ago. Don't know why. You know, shiny so things. I'm going to pat myself
1: on the back for that and getting that done. Last, uh, shiny uh, things, things distracted. So I, <laughs> I've been playing
0: a lot of messenger on PC. Because I'm thinking I'm gonna buy it on the Xbox and then take my time with that one. Um,
1: not not a bad purchase. I would Even like to own it. It was on Game Pass. Yeah,
0: great game. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to own it. So, and that's the one I've, I put the least amount of time into. So I figured, nah, not bad. Uh, and then of course, Outer Wilds is going away as well. And I was like, oh man, how am I gonna get all this done? Well, luckily, Outer Wilds was a uh, mixed pot giveaway. Uh, and so it didn't show up in my emails. It didn't show up on my Microsoft store page, but Microsoft was telling me that I owned it. And I was like, well, that's weird. So I went back and looked at the, the news and sure enough, it was a mixed pot and I was very good about making sure I got all those. So that would explain why. Um, so yeah, so I haven't been doing any of the things I thought I would. So I put a lot of time into the messenger, but we've talked about that a whole bunch. So I figured, well, let's not, you know, beat that dead horse with, uh, with a stick, so I thought I would try something brand new. Something guaranteed to be good.
2: That's not something we do here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so off a of Game Pass this past week, just dropped uh, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. I think it dropped yesterday,
1: I believe. Uh, as of recording, yeah. As of recording,
0: yep. yeah. So Monday, Tuesday. All, all,
1: more than 4,000 people have started this. That's kind of crazy. I mean, kind of nice, Dungeons & Dragons, but... That's still. That was more than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh,
0: now I was super excited about this game when I saw the trailers. Uh, it looked good. It looked like a really cool hack and slash. Um, you know, looked fun. Looked great. Um, now I've gone in. I've only played it solo, so I, I don't know what it's like with multiple people. But I can give you my hour or two, uh, quick review into it. Um, it's kind of fun. Uh, it. It's a little bit like driving a bus. Uh, So If you're used to, I don't know, really good hack and slash like Darksiders or something like that, you're kind of expecting that type of responsiveness, that type of, um, you know, move set. You can have a whole bunch of different abilities. So far, at least, it's very limited in what you can do. The attacks are on the shoulder okay. buttons, so you have the right bumper and the right trigger are your weak or your light and heavy attacks. Those will open up as you level up. You can get more skills, and you can have different button combinations that will do different things based on the, the characters. Uh, I, I started out with Bruner. He is the uh, dwarf, if you're familiar with this uh, this quartet of characters. And um, he maybe isn't the fan favorite. I believe the fan favorite is the Dark Elf Dritz. Wrist, is it the drow dro i don't know how to pronounce that uh, i can't remember which is the right one but um yeah he's the fan favorite with the two swords and he's got this like ethereal panther that he can call and does all sorts of cool stuff he's he's the one that everybody loves so I but i like Bruner. so i went in as Bruner. he's this dwarf he's real stout he's got a shield and an axe and man okay. he just feels kind of slow um but I then went in and just did another, uh, just a quick test with, with uh, Drist in the first arena where you're kind of learning all your skills, and he's much more fun to play as. Uh, he's really fast, and his sword uh, swords do a ton of damage, and his, uh, his panther just jumps around from enemy to enemy and just kills things left and right. So he's probably a lot of fun. I think Caddy Bree, the, um, the archer... Uh, also it could be really cool. And then there's a barbarian. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's room for you to pick the type that fits for you. If you're in a four person group, uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone can pick one that they like. If you're going to going for the completion, you're going to have to play them all anyways, because you need to get each of them up to level 10, uh, in my hour or so I beat one full, uh, dungeon run. And that took me up one level. And I got a couple pieces of gear. Nothing super great. Um, But once again, I was on the easiest difficulty. It's a little bit like Diablo. You can kind of pick, I want to say, like up to six. I think there were six difficulty levels you could pick. Uh, And of course, the better gear drops from the higher higher difficulty. There's also a mechanic where as you're progressing through the dungeon, uh, and this is hack and slash again. Uh, As you're progressing through this dungeon, once you clear out an area, there will be a little chance to rest and there will be the option You'll have 30 seconds to decide if you want to do this or not to rest at a, uh, a campfire. Now, if you do that, you're going to get health back. You're going to... Um, I think you might even restock on potions. I'm not sure about that. But your loot bonus will go down. Um, whereas if you choose to skip that campfire, you can increase your loot uh, percent chance. So, you know... Better stuff will drop if you just kind of
1: you know roll the dice. Does it have um, any effect on enemies? I don't think so. I think the enemies stay the same. Because um, like my, my mind goes when you say that the Jedi fall in order, which if you the you know you get to save there and get your health back, but enemies respawn is kind oh, of the downfall.
0: Oh, oh yes, yes, I actually did say that. I did see a message that said the enemies will respawn. So I guess if you wanted to go back to previous areas, the enemies will be back. Um, But there's really no need to do that, unless you've missed a chest and you see it from across the map, and you're like, oh man, there's this chest over here. I don't have enough of these optional side quest items, and I have to go back and scour the previous areas to see if maybe I missed something easy.
2: Can you only use the campfire once? Like, Could you use grinding for levels, go kill things, rest, kill things, rest?
0: I don't know. That, that's, that's a possibility. I, I would assume no. I would assume that you get the, that campfire campfire one time, and then you just progress through to another area to get the next campfire. I can't say for sure. I haven't tried that. Now, the achievements that I do have on this are equipping an item of rarity, something dropped, uh, and I was able to equip that after the run. Like So basically, you're getting uh, gear tokens. You can't equip them during the run unless there's some other way to do it that I couldn't find. Uh, but once you're done the run all those tokens will be cashed in and you'll get gear items back out of the different rarities. Uh, so after my first run, I got something back. I equipped some boots and that achievement popped. Uh, the other achievement I got was for a 50 hit combo by yourself. Well, I did that naturally uh, in a dungeon, I think. That's um, no, a good actually, gamer. I no, I didn't. I got the 48 <laughs> and I saw I was like, oh man, there was a 50 hit achievement and I missed it by two because I did something stupid. Um, I also got the perform a 200 hit combo. Now the way you do that is stupid easy. There is a, there's a target dummy in your base camp. You just <laughs> walk up to it and you just smack it. You just keep smacking it until you hit 200. Now, if you use Drist, it's very fast. I was using Bruner. It wasn't super fast. It still only took me two or three minutes to get up to 200. Not a problem. Um, performing 300 evades. Well, that's just hitting the B button 300 times. Uh, I did that. You know, I, I was in a dungeon, I was dodging things a lot. By the time I saw that achievement in the base camp, I only had to do like I don't know, fifty dodges, something like that. Fifty or a hundred at the most dodges, and boom, that, that one popped. There's you another can, one for
2: using you an ultimate. dodge up- the uh the dummy?
0: Well, you don't have to dodge anything. You just you're just doing a like a, <laughs> a jump to the left, you know, like you know.
1: Just dodge so many times. Yeah. You yeah. don't have Nothing has to provoke the exactly. dodge. It's
0: not like you're parrying an attack, although there is an achievement for parrying. <laughs> it's parrying like a hundred. Uh, and you can do that you know during um, the the tutorial dungeon as well. Um, there's one for doing a hundred ultimate attacks. There's a great way to cheese that with Drist uh, during that tutorial dungeon. There's one section um basically the tutorial dungeon is broken out into let's just say five main things where they ask you to do a couple things each time. The first time is like hit, you know, kill an enemy with a light attack three times, kill an enemy with a heavy attack three times. So that's one group and then there's a couple couple other groups. You get to this group that says um lock on to an enemy by pressing the right stick in. Well, in that grouping of abilities that you're learning they want you to have a full, like, ultimate meter. So if you, instead of blocking onto someone, hit an enemy, your meter maxes out, you can then do an ultimate move. Um, once that ultimate move is over, the script basically fills your ultimate meter all the way back up to just but the top. You kill, like, one or two more enemies, and boom, your ultimate is ready to go again. Whereas if you didn't do that, you would be playing for minutes at a time just building up that ultimate meter. So, so you will basically want to go in there uh, with Drist, maybe somebody else. I don't know. Maybe they're fast too. Um, And just spam that ability a hundred times and then be done with it. Uh, and you can do your other ones too. You can do your blocks and your parries there because they just have a ton of enemies that come after you and you get your health back. And it's just like, whatever it's the easiest way to farm that. If you want it early. Now you will get that stuff by playing the game because you are going to be playing it a ton. It's super grindy. Um, because you have to complete all the levels, I I think at the highest difficulty, well, you definitely have to complete one level at the highest difficulty without dying. Um, and just to get all this stuff, it really seems like it's going to be very grindy. Now, like I said, it's like moving a bus, uh, at least with Bruner, it was like moving a bus and it's just going to be a grind fest, man. It's, um, I can't say it was super fun, uh, it was okay for one time through, but from the reviews I've seen and things I've read, uh, the enemy uh, variety is super small. Um, So like they, they just don't get any bigger. And like the boss enemies, the, the boss variety of the enemies are basically just grown up versions of the, the fodder that you're killing. So like the models don't even look that different. So it's, it's kind of not great in terms of the variety there. Um I know expansions are coming for this so maybe they'll be able to add more variety there and cooler models and things like that but at least this base version of it is fine I didn't have any real bugs um but I could see it wearing thin uh you know running through dungeons 20 50 times uh that you might have to do
1: Yeah yeah eh think you just uh, cut it out for my friday night group say, thanks
0: <laughs> i think there are better games i think there, there are more games i mean there's there's uh what's the new blood one that's coming out out for blood or
2: back for blood Blood
0: for sport yeah okay there, <laughs> there you go
2: <laughs> <laughs> well one question on this one is uh i, I i'm assuming we've played uh, dungeons and dragons before um it, i've is it anything like Baldur's Gate, where like behind the scenes, the stats and things like that are tied to Dungeons & Dragons, uh, or is it more uh, just a video game-themed?
0: It seems like it's a a mix of it, but not like a straight mix. It seems like it's 80% video gamey, maybe 20% dice rolls, um, but there's definitely no stop in the action. You're just go, go, go. Uh, but there is the chance for you to miss. There's crits. There's things like that. There's, um, you, know, you don't do damage until you break through their shield. But there's also that visual component to it as well. So you can, you can see an enemy's shield bar and their health bar. And you don't chip away at their health until their shield bar is gone. And I believe that comes back if you wait too long. Uh, and you have a chance to stun them as well. So there's it did feel a little bit like D&D. Now, I haven't played a whole lot of D&D, but I can tell you it didn't feel like a hack and slash 100% through and through. It felt like there was something else going on, uh, but it's not so overwhelming that I was like, okay, do I need to do research and, and get out like my 12-sided die and all that stuff? Um, so, I would say very minimal D&D, much more hack and slash.
2: So, would you rate it to, kind of like the people on TA did, which is about Two point nine three stars
0: i mean maybe it's. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's too far out of what i would give it yeah i, okay. I mean i definitely wouldn't it's give just it just like
1: mediocre
0: yeah i wouldn't give yeah. it a four i feel like a three you kind of have to mess up to get below a three i think like you know, just, just something's wrong with the systems or something like that. When you start, or you just, you're wasting my time or something like that, that, that drops it below a three. I don't see a reason to drop it below a three right now. Um, so I, that seems about right.
1: I think I'll play it. Um, probably keep it solo for a bit. Cause I definitely don't want to have to run through it tons of times. And, uh, my group will, will make me, um, but, yeah, I, th- I think I'll play it just because it seems fun-ish, at least for one character. Yeah, um, I would say, Having yeah. to play through every character is kind of like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, but.
0: so stay away from the dwarf, maybe stay away from the barbarian. I don't know what your play style is, but uh, I would think Drist is probably, he's probably everybody's favorite.
1: I am, I'm the tank.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe go with, uh, maybe go with Wolf Wolfgar, I think.
1: Volgar, Wolfgar.
0: Yeah, I think Wolfgar is the uh, barbarian,
1: so. Okay, and then like Diablo, I was spin to win, baby. Whatever that barbarian could spin around, that's <laughs> what I was doing. All right, but so yeah. that's brand new Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. You got it. Out now, Game Pass. All right, thank you, Koosh. Um, Jables, you have uh, another game on your list. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us this tale?
2: So with the uh, update coming out for Sea of Thieves, the
1: Pirates of the Caribbean update. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You said Sea of Thieves? I did say Sea of Thieves. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, th- I think you need to uh, continue with your story, but uh, we'll would need this. You're not going to sing it for me? <laughs> okay. Fine. 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 Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to sing your story. So. Oh, no, no, no. I'm no, giving you a little sea shanty there.
2: No, no, I'm not even going to rhyme. I'm not that creative. Um, (laughs) So because of the Pirates of the Caribbean update coming out, uh, Death Dealers decided she wanted to jump into the game, and she went headfirst into it. And um, once she got herself ramped up on it, uh, I figured, well, I've been wanting to play it. Uh, I've had it pre-ordered when uh, it was announced on E3 way back when, and... uh, so i jumped in with her and um off we went sailing the way to doing some quests um one of the ones we had we had to go to an island and kill a captain there, a, a skull a skeleton captain and um while we were there you kill the captain and in addition to some gold he drops he drops you another quest and it's um a riddle quest so it's things like you, you There's like three parts to these uh, quests Um, and it's just like like you're supposed to go find this area and raise your lantern or play a sea shanty or something like that and it'll unlock the next clue in it. And once you get to the third and final clue, you're supposed to find this spot and walk five paces southwest and dig up a chest. So... We're going through that, and as we're getting to the last step, the skeleton Captain responds. Well, we're here. He's going to kill us if we don't do anything. So we attacked him, and lo and behold, as before, he drops another uh, quest. And we're already on this island doing this quest. Turns out the quest the Captain dropped is another one for this island. All right. Two for one. So, we
1: seems like seems pretty good.
2: Yeah, got we were already here for the quest in the first place, so this will be three at one island. Um and again, working our way around the island looking for the uh to solve this new one and the captain spawns again. We kill him, another quest. Well, at this point here, we've already got so much loot. We need to get back and sell this before either another player comes and attacks us uh, or just the random ghost ships in the world. So we decide we're going to cut our loss on this extra quest, maybe come back and do this again, but we got to book it. So Mm -hmm. we, we get everything back to the ship. Um, we set our course in the map, we take off and pretty smooth sailing, that is, that is until death decided to get cocky and went down and took a screenshot of the uh, the loot we had in her hold. Not a minute after she does that, the sky goes right dark. It the music gets real ominous, and up comes Kraken tentacles, and we're like, mm. "Oh god, here it goes!" It's she all cursed. God, it. Um, we sat there firing cannons at like I have no idea what it, the correct way is to kill this so all i'm doing is firing cannons at the tentacles and the tentacle comes down after a while picks me up i'm in the air trying to figure out what the hell's going on i see the uh the 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 mouth close in front of me it's like start swinging my sword finally it drops me back onto the ship um and a tentacle wraps around the ship so now we're swinging swords at it I hear Death say that uh, she's down, wants me to help her up. I'm looking around, can't find her. She's right behind me. So luckily, I was able to pick <laughs> her up. We uh, fired a couple more cannon shots and actually got lucky. We defeated the Kraken, and achievement popped us. Uh, the basically, you faced the Kraken and survived. So awesome! Like that was my first achievement that I gotten in the game in a long time. Um, but it was. Definitely really stressful, but once it was done, we were laughing our asses off. It was so much fun.
1: Man, I can't believe she jinxed you like that, but you you made it out. Now, killing the Kraken sounds pretty hard. Did you notice if that was a uh, a rare achievement? I'm just curious. I have to believe it was. I, I want to say
2: it was. Um...
1: Out of, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people have played this game, so... Uh I, I almost imagine just throwing up on somebody's probably uh rare at this point, but uh that's good. I remember you you made me start this game. Um <laughs> so good on you for killing a kraken with just two people. Twisted the rubber arm. Yeah. I you know, I don't care about completions too much and uh, it'll never happen. I don't care what I, anybody says. Nobody that's listening to this will ever complete Sea of Thieves. <laughs> ever. What what as a challenge
2: one thing that uh, is kind of interesting in uh once we got back we decided we wanted to see if we could go on some get some of the other like multiplayer achievements so there's ones for like attacking and somebody but getting blocked um and then them attacking you or you, you block them and then attack them so turns out even if you're in the same crew you could get those achievements so we're like well. If if that works, why not try some of the others? One of them was um, to throw a bucket of sick on somebody in the bat on your opponent in the battle. And uh, so basically, what you do is like in your equipment, you have a bucket for bailing out the the ship. So mm-hmm. what you can do is you can eat uncooked food or grubs or worms or whatever you eat that and you get right sick and almost immediately you start puking well if you have your bucket out you catch it in the bucket and then you can just throw it at your opponent and it coats them and like their screen goes all green so i was trying that and uh i was wasn't sure how to throw it at the at death i was thinking i would use it like when you shoot a gun so one button to aim and the other button to fire well it turns out if you aim with a bucket you actually throw it on yourself <laughs> so i dumped the bucket of vomit on myself and that
1: backfire yeah
2: needless to say <laughs> uh just to, to to round out the story you don't get you can't get that achievement in a similar in the same crew
1: <laughs> gotcha yeah we were kind of talking about it in discord um you could try to get a lot of people on the same server and if you can rent a server or get a private server i would totally play this game more often but random chances i just can't do it because that's really the the worst part of it for me uh, i mean it's fun to get in some of those battles occasionally but when you have a, sh- a ship full of loot you do not want to lose it and then it's kind of not your fault when somebody tries to be a real pirate and take it from you oh but um i was gonna say today i think the uh, what is it? Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff came out. Do you plan on uh, trying that pretty soon?
2: Oh yeah, that that's the plan. That that's why Death started it up when she did. So uh, she tried to talk me into playing today while I was uh, working, and
1: I know oh, she's I, eager.
2: I, I I couldn't get in on that, so uh, we'll probably be starting it this weekend, I assume. Cool, cool. The the I I looked at the the fee that they had when they did a. Uh, the introduction earlier in the week, and they said that uh, those um, uh, missions or, or whatever that you want to call it, um, they're instanced, so you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about uh, random PvP players coming in and attacking you or whatever. So that makes it makes me feel a little bit better about uh, playing through those.
1: Yeah, you can kind of just relax and play the game. So exactly, uh, I, I'm I'm actually gonna. Tr- probably give it a try um or convince our friday night crew to do it uh we'll see it's on it's on our tags already and we're not gonna complete the game so
0: do you have any sense that, uh, that you might be able to get all the other achievements through instanced uh whatever's as well
2: uh well for the like those uh ones that uh, death and i were trying um you could get some if you're in the same crew um, but then the other ones, you actually have to have an opposing, like, a, a PvP opponent to do it. Um, I was just
0: thinking for, like, where you have to go out and get the, you know, the monkey chests or whatever and bring those back. Were, are those types of missions still in that instance, or is this completely different instance content?
2: My my assumption is, is that the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff is separate from the rest of the world. And my, again, I haven't played it so no idea for sure but my guess would be that only the pirates caribbean stuff would be able to be completed in that instance i mean maybe you might be able to get things like uh, hitting an opponent while they're eating a banana or something like that but just the the simple achievements but anything like uh those finding a, a tome of power or whatever it is uh uh more than likely not gotcha
1: yeah and they have their own like accommodations achievements and i know that's a big thing in the base game um so i do I, I would guess that there's probably separate mm, that's too bad um but maybe maybe it will lead to other instanced things maybe, maybe you know maybe the base game can be instant if this is a big hit i don't know
2: a has a saying that
1: uh he I, I don't know where he
2: saw it or where he heard it but uh people were asking for like a, a PvE server so that they don't have to do PvP. And the people uh, were... I don't know if it was the devs or just people that like PvP were saying, but then nobody would play the PvP server. Well, if nobody's going to play the PvP server, then why have PvP? <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. I mean i don't know i don't know what the solution is because you yeah you're probably right but i don't know i just like options um since i like options i figured you guys like options and to talk about something new uh i played knockout city yesterday i'm not gonna go into it for very long just because we're running pretty long uh but knockout city is the new dodge brawl game and uh real quick it's super fun i played a little bit over an hour um got to skill level five or whatever, and I can already see myself playing this a lot more. Uh, at the At the time, up until level five, you only have, I think it's 4v4 available to you in like the standard mode, but it is a faster-than-you-think uh, action multiplayer game with dodgeball, and uh, there are special balls uh, that you can pick up and throw. Um, there are little kind of like ultimates uh, or some kind of a uh, special move that you can do. And obviously uh, you're trying to uh, get somebody out and everybody has two lives kind of deal. Um, and you play in this particular mode. Uh, it's best of three. So you can win in two rounds if you're that good, but it's a fun game and uh, I plan on playing more of it. So if anybody wants to play, hit me up and I'll probably talk about it more in depth on a future show. Uh, but for time's sake, let's move on to our discussion topic of the week. Um, it's, Kush and I's favorite time of year, although if you looked at my game activity in the past week, uh, you would not believe so, but it was the ID at Xbox Summer Game Fest, and this is where they have all of those uh, fancy ID and Xbox demos, and I want to say this year they had like 40 games or something around there. And Kush, he streamed some of these games. Uh, I planned on it, but it never worked out. Uh, but I did play a few. So, uh, let's just talk about quickly, Kush, uh, you and I, some of the games that we played. Uh, I'll go first. I played a game that is coming called Calat, Cat Lateral Damage. And this is kind of a first person cat game where you are the cat and you are going around a room knocking stuff over being a jerk just like cats are and there's objectives to uh to complete uh there are little secrets that you can unlock and uh just different like cats and stuff that you can uh play as as well and so it was a fun game the demo was not super great you played a tutorial level which took you you know a couple minutes and then you got to play the first real level of the game i guess and once you do that which only took me three minutes to do. It says, thanks for playing the demo. Bye. And, uh, I go, okay. Um, all right, let me play it again. Cause I want to, you know, do a little bit more, even it's the same level. And I booted it up again and it said, thanks for playing the demo. Bye. No. I was like, well, crap, <laughs> I can't even play any more of this game. Like I literally had like five minutes in it and, uh, it, it cut me off. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's best I could do it. Uh, it, it looked like a, a very chill game. Um, it actually is a re meow, edition. So, uh, it's a game that exists as a base c- cat lateral damage on like steam and stuff like that. And, uh, it happens to have achievements. So I kind of took a peek over there and, uh, there's some grindy stuff. Like you have to knock over up to 20,000 objects. Uh, you have to complete, uh, 50 levels in what they call objective mode, which is like, like I said, you are given a list of things to do. Um, and at least in my first level, my one and only level of experience, uh, your cat has energy. And, uh, as you jump and swap things, like your energy goes down. Uh, but as you're unlocking things and f- doing these objectives, you can actually upgrade your parts of your cat. So like I upgraded my energy right before it told me that I was done with the demo. Uh, but you have to do all that. You have to catch uh, mice and collect photos um and there's a lot of miscellaneous stuff so i actually really like the achievement list if it stays as is uh from the base game on steam um this is definitely one uh, if you just want to chill time to check out uh cat lateral damage uh what's the name of that uh Koosh, why don't you tell me about a game
0: sure that you played I did not try Cat Lateral. Uh, I thought that you would be the best to check Probably that out. Probably not
1: your cup of tea. <laughs> well, yeah. I
0: mean, it's not that it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I, I like a green tea, uh, so I think...
1: I <laughs> your think... daughter will love the game, uh, 100%.
0: <laughs> well, uh, It'll awesome. sit right
1: next to Fogs.
0: Awesome. Uh, I can't wait to check that one out. Possum. What I... Possum, yes, exactly. Uh, What I played... uh, I'm going from... um, In order of, like, excitement level four. Uh, God Strike. Now, God Strike is a bullet hell boss rush game. Uh, There's no levels. You... Boom. You jump right in, and you're in phase one of boss fight one. And that's kind of cool. It seems like it plays really well. Um... I didn't really have any problems with, uh, like stuttering or anything like that. So if that is your jam, uh, you know, to speak, you know, another food item that might be yours, uh, if that's your jam, uh, then this is the game for you. It it reminds me of other games. Um, of course I would think of them and then not think of the names. There are other games like this that are just boss rush, uh, you know, bullet hell shooters, uh, some of those have levels that lead up to the bosses. Like I said, this one from the demo appears to just be boss rush. You basically start out, you can, uh, I was a little confused actually, because the demo that tells you what to do on the moveset um, kind of left one thing out. Like you have to go pick up this energy and then apply that energy to your moveset so that you can jump this gap. So I was about a minute into the thing and just running around. I couldn't figure out how to get across this gap. You have to basically get this thing, equip it, put it into a slot, and then use that to jump over a gap. Once I got over that hurdle, it was fun. Died to the boss one time, tried it again, killed the boss. Uh went in, upgraded some stuff, killed the boss again. That's all that's really all you can do. There's just the one boss. But check it out. If that's if that sounds like it's something you might be interested in, this could be a fun game.
1: Uh that's God Strike really like the art style of it yeah uh, i just want to throw that out there it seems decent uh, it's not like you know so. super you know uh uh polarizing or you know brand new but it's it's not bad it doesn't look super cheap yeah so very cool uh very cool on God strike all right so the next one i played uh i'll skip i'll leave the my third one for uh last because it's kind of the best better one uh, i played lawn mowing simulator because i just had to right um the only thing that is better than cutting your grass is cutting virtual grass and so uh, i jumped in the lawn mowing simulator uh and it's exactly what you think it is probably to a 10th degree um I, i didn't even get like a chance to to use like you know whatever brand of lawnmower uh i could because it was just a demo so i just picked whatever they gave me uh and then i was off right to a job and the first thing that it Asked me if I wanted to do is like do I want to skip the the pre work or not? And uh, I said yeah, skip it. I just want to cut grass. And it was like all right. And you don't get the bonus for like picking up sticks or something like that. So uh, I like you just need to prep the yard first. And I guess you get a little bit more. Uh, but once you're like in the lawnmower, you're ready to cut grass. Like you're moving it. Um, I, it was not a zero turn, uh, but that's fine. Uh, you have to adjust the cutting height of your um, of the mower of the deck, and uh, I wasn't set to what the customer wanted, so I was cutting it too high or too short. I don't remember which one, so I had to adjust that, and figure it out. But once I got that, uh, you know, I made my lines, and then it was just telling me the percentage of grass I cut, um, and you had to get like ninety eight percent before you could complete the job. Um, I think it dinged me a little bit on that two percent that I didn't do, but I'm not going to hunt for two blades of grass that I missed. Uh, you obviously get penalties if you mess up like a flower bed or you do any kind of damage to yourself, but is exactly what you would think, um, from a, uh, a simulator game being that detailed. Uh, but lawn mowing so very chill. Uh, I was actually, I thought about streaming it. Um, and I just thought, yeah, it's not probably the most fun game to watch, but by yourself, uh, this is a perfect game to, uh, Play while doing something else, watching or listening to something else. Uh, I think you would have a great time with it. So
2: that sounds like the game that should have had the five minute
1: uh, demo. <laughs> I I spent <laughs> fifteen minutes cutting this person's grass. Let me tell you. Oh um, man, this, I don't remember what I got from it, but <laughs> it's the
0: perfect game to be a time demo because you could run out of gas, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> you could." <laughs> I,
1: I don't even know if I it had a gas cage I bet it does, but. I did not notice it if it did. Oh, man. Well, what's next on your list? Next on my list,
0: I'm I'm actually going to sneak two in here. Uh, Dreamers. So Dreamers is a game. I like to think of it as um, the tourist. If you remember that voxel-based game, kind of mm-hmm. crossed with mm-hmm. King's Quest. And the reason for that is that this game seems to be all about quests. You wake up, you have a quest. Go talk to your grandmother. So you go find your grandmother on this island while you're on this island i ran across what must have been five wells in various states of disrepair <laughs> and, and working um and that just reminds me of king's quest there's <laughs> just so many wells um well well, this, well yes this looks it, it looks okay um i mean i like adventure games looks like this could be a short one um maybe the movement could get a little frustrating as you're going on doesn't seem like there's a way to run or anything so kind of plotting as you move around this island but uh there might be something there um you said you said king's quest yeah king's quest
1: yes because right now maybe it's the same because i haven't played king's quest i'm getting voxel turtle quest vibes (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: man that's that's not great um no it's so much (laughs) better than turtle quest um uh, oh I, how dare you. <laughs> I don't want you to have that impression. It's it's a different kind of good Turtles Quest, right? That's a different kind of good, like a bad good. Sure, sure. Whereas this I think is just decent throughout. Um the other game I want to talk about that's kind of similar in that it's an it's an action game, uh or like a quest-based game, is Echo Generation. Now, this is not the first time we've seen this. We've we've been seeing this for what, two two years, I guess? I don't know. Also Vox. based. Not been that long. Yeah, yeah. This game feels like and looks like Costume Quest meets Stranger Things, and it is great. Uh, I love this. Um, so <laughs> I should have done the research to see if it's coming to Game Pass, but it really doesn't matter because I will eventually own this. I'm um,
1: almost. I'm like ninety percent positive. It I is. think
0: it does. I. I think it is. But um, this game is great. Uh, the humor is there. The weirdness is there. Uh, it is turn-based combat, kind of like Costume Quest or in an overworld. You kind of walk up to your enemies that you're going to fight, and then it's turn-based, but it's action-y. So you pick an action, um, and then you have, like, a button sequence you can do to make that better. Uh, with the main character, that's basically, he has, like, a really strong attack, and for that attack, you have to press in a sequence of buttons as they're displayed on the screen. It changes every time. You can do his weaker attack, And I think that's just like a timed button press. You just kind of wait for the A button prompt to show up, and then you hit A. When the enemy attacks you, you have a prompt where you can defend against it. Very much like Costume Quest. Um, So, you know, that's kind of the expectation that I'm getting from the demo. It's a great time. I hope the demo is still up, if this sounds good. Uh, But go check that one out, Echo Generation.
1: Uh, It does seem to be coming to um, Game Pass, so that is a, a plus there i definitely one that interests me it tickles my fancy if you will now the next game in the final game that i've played from this demo um fest is called get packed and it's kind of like moving out so you're kind of already seeing why i chose to play it and it works almost the same way you your objective at least in the campaign mode um because it has other modes is it you need to take stuff out of a house and put it onto a moving van now where it differs from moving out is that as you put stuff into the moving van uh, you get paid for whatever object that is Um, like you see what it is once you kind of let go of it and walk out of the van and uh, it's kind of a, it's a pseudo payment. You know what you're going to get paid for that. You actually don't get paid until that van delivers that item. So you actually have to tell the van, uh, you're full up, go on out and deliver it. And then you're free to go back and do whatever you want. Grab more stuff if you want and bring it back to that location because uh, the van will come back and so uh you're playing this game of what you want to put in the van uh in order to get more money which equates to stars and uh that's kind of the 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 base part of that campaign mode um they throw in see like not secret they throw in like customer requested items so it will pop up in the corner and you have a certain time limit to go get that item and you get a little bonus um for that now one thing i did notice is you can actually tell the van to deliver the item while you're still in it and that will just send you looking at the screen for about 30 seconds wasting your time because i accidentally did that now it sounds kind of basic at the start and again that was the first level i played through the first two levels uh past the tutorial i think and uh the second level it uh, it jumps it up pretty quickly so i don't know if the full game will be like this um Or not, but uh, they start adding in uh, vehicles. So you have to cross the street with your stuff and vehicles are coming and they do not stop for you. Uh, And they will destroy stuff. And if stuff gets destroyed, it dings you on the pay. And in some cases it's gone. It's not like moving out where it just might bump it. Uh, It will literally destroy it. And in this case on level two, there was a car in a garage, and I was like, okay, that's a high-dollar item. Let me push it across this two-lane uh, street here um, and get that money. Uh, well, one, it's a big car, so it's harder to control and get out of there. And uh, a car came running down that street, running, feel uh, like cars run, came driving down that street, and it flatlined me, and the car was gone, and that was like $2,000 down the drain. I... I, I just thought I will never financially recover from this, and I didn't. Uh, I did not pass that level. Uh, so it's kind of like moving out, but a little harder. You, uh, I don't see it in the demo version. At least I have accessibility options, so uh, you can't adjust the timers or or make it where stuff disappears once you hit the uh, the van. But uh, it's it's the same vein. You can use one trigger, I think it was, I think it was the triggers for one hand and the other for another hand where you can grab two things that are smaller or, you know, a bigger thing if, if you needed two hands for that. Um, now where it differs from moving out in other ways is that not only does it have this campaign mode, um, it has, and I only know this based off the description, it's not in the demo. It has a versus mode where you can do a destruction, uh, or you compete to see who gets the most money. Um, I think it might also have an objective mode. I can't remember. I might be mixing up games. Um, But all of that versus stuff means that uh, you're not doing stuff single player. So it actually has a grayed out from the demo. I'm looking at it now. It has a grayed out online option. So this game will be online enabled. Um, There is an unlock section. Can't see that either. Um, But it seems like it will be a fun game uh, that we can play together, unlike moving out, did. Um, And the last bit of info, uh, well, not the last bit, because I found something else. Uh, One other thing I want to tell you is that it's published by Coatsync. So that gets two thumbs up from us off the bat uh, from Kush and I. And this actually was a Stadia, a Google Stadia exclusive game, uh, or at least launch. So it's coming to other consoles now. And uh, I was able to find a Stadia achievement list. uh, And it's kind of exactly what you might think of as far as yeah, you need to beat the uh, all the stages. You need to get uh, all the stars on every stage. Complete every challenge. Uh, but there are a lot of um, there are a lot of miscellaneous achievements, which is what I like to see in these kind of games. Um, just to throw a couple of them out there uh, with you. Uh, you need to stop the traffic with a stop sign. Now, it told me that to do that in level two, but I couldn't figure out how. Uh, and actually, the achievement name for that is "Shall Not Pass." So they are kind of punny with these. Um, to emphasize four players uh, online, they have packed together. Four players hold on to the same item. And here's one more for you. Throw a pizza on top of the van. And that is, of course, called Packing Bad. So um, that seems like it's going to be a, uh, a quality game. Uh, and that's called Get Packed.
0: Nice. See, I, I noticed a couple of things. I wanted to play this one as well. I didn't stream it because I thought that you would. Um, so I kind of wanted to leave that for you. Uh, one of the things that you did not like about moving out, you will like about this game, and that is that the optional things to do in a level are visible right off the bat. All you have to do is mm-hmm. push a button, uh, and that list pops up. You can see everything you have to do, like picking up the street sign and holding up traffic. So I actually did that uh, on level two, and it was able to stop the traffic. You basically just have to go grab the sign and wait till, uh you've basically pulled it out of the ground to the point where you can stop traffic. Um, and yeah, I thought it was more difficult. So hitting those star targets definitely seems trickier. Uh, and I'm kind of hoping that that's accounted for just by, uh, having uh, somebody else, a player too. So moving that car, for instance, I also got wrecked. I, I pulled that thing out. Uh, car hit me, destroyed the car. Uh, and then I guess there was a car left in the lanes and then eventually every car hit that and blew up. Uh, so it's a very different game. Uh, things don't reset when they, when they explode. So yeah, I, it's not exactly moving out, which, you know, in one, one sense of the word, or you know, one sense of that is not great. Cause I, I just want more moving out. I really like that game, um, but this could be its own thing. And, you know, maybe it's good as well in its own way.
2: It sounds a little bit like it might be like moving out mixed with a little bit of like overcooked like the the weird environments.
0: Yeah, it was it was actually easier to move things in this game than in moving out. In, in moving out a lot of times it's about okay, well how do I maneuver this couch around this door frame to get it out? And I remember famously there's one level where you're not supposed to break anything um in getting or you're not supposed to upset any of the pictures on the walls. I think it was was the hidden achievement. Uh, so you have to kind of like navigate these things around like circles and the edges of the room without bumping anything. In this game, um things are like super easy to grab. Like I was I had a couch in one hand and I had a refrigerator in another and they were just banging on the walls. Just very easy to get out the door and into the truck. Uh the hard part was getting out of the truck without also just knocking that stuff back out onto the street. So hopefully that gets uh, better and maybe it's easier with, uh, with two players or more, Mm -hmm. you know, get packed had a thing that you uh, didn't like about um, moving out. And that is that you can see the hidden requirements right off the bat before the level even starts. There's like, I think you press the Y button and like the thing flips over and it shows you like, use the stop sign, move the car, do the thing. Like that's all right there from the get go.
1: Uh, I am uh, looking at it right now, and uh, yeah, that you are completely right. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that.
0: Yep, and so I actually stopped the traffic with the stop sign, and I was like, "Ooh, I bet that's an achievement." And I, I got in the truck and let like, deliver me at the end of the level. I was like, "I bet that's an achievement," you know. And so all these things, I was like, I, "I hope that's one. I hope that's one." Uh, so yeah,
1: right? I, yeah, I think there was a, a cat going around, and I was like, ooh, I "I'm going to get it." I didn't and see that. I put the cat in the van, uh-huh. and I sent it off, and it said. <laughs> trophy unlocked uh, Oh, did it Cat, but pack the cat or something yeah
0: oh nice no i didn't see any trophies pop up
1: and yeah, and like i said i i think i found uh the stadia list yeah and uh, there was definitely a cat achievement on there nice. uh, one you have to pack every cat in the game which that's the only one i'm seeing with the word cat in it so <laughs> um but it definitely came up said trophy or maybe it's a challenge but i'm pretty sure it's that trophy gotcha all right so that leaves us with one game left. What is your game of show? Goosh. Oh, man. I know you're excited. Oh man. I was
0: conflicted this week because I wanted to spend my entire showcase talking about a demo. <laughs> talking about <laughs> uh, uh maybe a 10-minute demo. I wanted to spend the entire time talking about this thing. Um because it's good, not because it's bad. A juggler's tale. Oh, man, is this game special? Um, it is, let's just tell you what it is first. You are a uh, a marionette. There's a story going on. There's a narrator doing everything. All these things are checking the Kushmoose boxes. I mean, there's a there's a a funny narrator. Uh, there's a super cool art style. There's parallax scrolling. There's beautiful stuff going on in the background and cool stuff going on in the front. There are idle animations. Um, this is just everything, right? I mean, it's just it's perfect. Uh, and it is it is like a Limbo slash Inside esque game. Uh, and and you get that right off the start. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. I want everyone to go play this demo because I think this game is. Awesome. I, I think it I don't think it's the same quality as Inside, but it's it's so close. I mean and, and Inside's a great, great game. Super polished. And I feel like this is like right up there with it. Having not seen all of it, I can't say that it, you know, it's, it's the exact same, but for a for a first time out developer this game looks amazing I'm am so excited for it um, the the music is great the narrator is rhyming so there's a whole bunch of uh, clever stuff going on uh, one of the very first situations you're in there's a couple different fail states and I just I'm super excited. I was so worried that this game was going to be awesome and have a super basic. Uh, Achievement list that I went ahead and I emailed the developer. Um, (laughs) I probably shouldn't have done that. I definitely went kind of crazy with it. Uh, Let me see if I can pull that up.
1: (laughs) They were like, "Uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you're
0: weird. (laughs) Go away. Um, So, yeah, uh, so you can edit that a little bit out while I was finding it. So, I basically told them that this game is great and I really. You know, as a co-host on a podcast about Xbox achievements, just to tell them how much the achievements matter and, like, they need to match how awesome this game is. Like, the attention to detail that they're applying to this game, a portion of that, you know, needs to be also applied to the achievements. And they said, thank you very much. Uh, I'm very glad you're excited uh, and about sharing your passion for achievements, you're right about the importance of achievements often not being acknowledged, and I can assure you that we already have implemented multiple fun achievements, even though our time schedule is really tight, and there are regular progression achievements, but also Easter eggs or different puzzle outcomes. I can only hope that you'll be satisfied with them. So I am super excited, uh, over the moon, ready for this game to come out. I don't know when it is, but I am playing it day one, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, they, um, I was kind of curious about when it came out as well. And I checked Steam and, uh, they're being a little cheeky with it. And it, when next to release date, it says, uh, when all the knots are tied. Uh, and, uh, with their Twitter says, you know, coming to console in 2021. So within the next six months, we should have this game, hopefully, uh, as long as nothing, uh, too bad happens. Um, one other thing I was going to say is, like you said, you're controlling this marionette puppet um mm-hmm. do the strings get in the way they of stuff do, do you have and that's the, what's awesome okay
0: so there's okay it's part of the demo you're i you know i don't want to ruin anything i want people to play this demo i want them to see it but that was one of my concerns It was like oh well what aren't the strings going to get in the way and they sure do and that's part of the puzzle right because you have mm. to you also have to take into account, okay, not only am I a character moving around this thing and I have to go under and over and but I also have to throw in the constraint of there are strings above me and I only have so much give that I can do as I'm going under things. So I have to manipulate the environment in such a way that my strings aren't a problem and they don't get me tied up. Um and
1: who's to right. say that
0: at some point they don't get cut?
1: It reminds me of unraveled, yeah, my drive unraveled, you know. Kind of in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's true.
1: Uh, it, it looks amazing. Uh, I, I will definitely give this a shot, and it. I'm not one to really like. I don't. I don't care if your game's pixelated or hyper realistic, but um, it, it looks better than in, than inside to me. Um, may, maybe not story wise. Who knows how that will turn out. But uh, this art style, it just appears to me more like there are dark parts, but there are light parts, and I, I like that range. Um, you know limbo is just you know black and white, so it gets kind of old to me uh, there's a such a thing as too minimalistic sometimes <laughs> we have to remember yeah, when limbo came.
0: came out it was on the three sixty they were kind of limited sure sure it's an arcade yeah. title so you know but uh but yeah, this thing looks great and uh check out their website too. The website's very creative just kind of gives you a you know a view into this developer uh and and maybe what we have uh in store for us. That's Juggler's Tale, and man, I could not be more excited.
1: There you go. Show that game some love. All right. We have gushed enough. Uh, Jables, let's hear your voice. Let's talk about sales. What are you looking at this week, uh, buying or recommending? Well, <clears throat> I've got uh, two that I think uh, are
2: pretty pretty good for us achievement hunters, and we uh, one of them's doodle games collector bundle uh it's 67 percent off uh, for 742 um it's the the best uh, price that it's been at so far according to ta inside the bundle you get doodle mania crime city and doodle god evolution um i mean these games fit into a mold it's basically you have uh two elements or two items that you have to combine to make a new item and then you use that new item with the some of the other elements to make new ones and you just proceed through the story or um making all the elements all the possible combinations Um, the the achievements are pretty straightforward Um, they've got some nice walkthroughs uh when it comes down to it uh they're only a couple hours each so you can either just hammer through with the walkthrough and or you could uh, actually spend the time trying to figure this out um i used to play there was a a mobile version i believe and i did that before the uh, xbox version came out and i found it fun trying to figure out what the final combinations were um You can even do a couch co-op style, like have people in the party or people next to you and just try to figure out what they are. Um, The second game is hopefully one that uh, everybody's already played, uh, Untitled Goose Game. It's uh, 40% off uh, for $11.99. It used to be in Game Pass uh, until December 2020. Um, It's still currently on xCloud, though uh it's a lot of fun it's really interesting I, I don't i think when i played it i don't recall any game similar to it at the time uh you run around uh, each level had different objectives for you to do um you would distract a farmer by uh, taking his hat, and then when he's gone get to get his hat back, you go get a pumpkin. Um, things like that. Uh, I'm not fond of speedruns, but this game had uh, speedruns for each level, and honestly, they weren't that hard at all. The Some of them were a little difficult at times, but once you figured out uh, the nuances, um, it was easy to get through, so... I think if you're trying to get up on the puzzle leaderboard or try, looking for something fun, this would be a good game for that.
1: Yeah, I got to the point of uh, that's all I had left was the the speed runs, uh, which uh, ultimately means you can't cross everything off your list. So, uh, super fun game. I just not one that I wanted to do over and over and uh, you know perfect in order to do it quickly. But
0: good picks, good picks. Uh, one nice thing, uh, real, real quick. One nice thing about those doodle games. I think that if you own the Xbox version, you can play it on the PC as well. So if if you're looking for places to play your games, um, and sometimes the control scheme is a little bit easier on the PC as well, uh, that might be something you want to check into. Uh,
1: I believe you are correct. I'm just checking to see if uh, I have played either of them. I did. I played. Uh, I played both of them. I haven't finished one of them, but... Uh, they are definitely on windows as well. Not play anywhere. Uh, Actually one of them is play anywhere. One of them is one of them isn't, but, uh, it definitely helps, uh, when you have a scrollable, especially a Mm touchscreen, you can scroll that baby down uh, and go on with it. But anyways, I picked, uh, several games from the list. One, maybe not one that I have a, a lot of time or, um, Preparation in, but adios amigos. This is uh, an underloved game. If you ask um, what, two of the four people who have completed it, maybe even three of the four, uh, because three of the four people who have the completion uh, are all in our Discord. Um, it is only three dollars, normally fifteen. As this is like the lowest it's ever been. Uh, the three people who completed it that we know are Awu, uh, Wakapel, and Skeptical Mario. Um, It takes a long time. It's not a quick game. Um, It's minimum 30-something hours, um, looking at Waka's hours, if those are right. Uh, The other two are in the 60s of hours. So it's not uh, super quick, but uh, based off what their word is, uh, it's not that bad as far as difficulty goes. Uh, we actually have a special AWU, uh, guide in our, uh, pinned in our discord uh, for this game, uh, because it can get pretty complex. It looks like, but it's roguelite and simulation, uh, and they, they swear by it. So I had to add it. Uh, one of the games that I bring up almost every time it's on sale, this is the cheapest that it's been, uh, probably that it will be for a long time. Uh, it's at 50% off $10.00. Curse of the Dead Gods, and if you're looking into, uh, roguelites, uh, I think that this one is a very good starter roguelite. Um, uh, you you just want to get as far as you can, uh, in order to get several different currencies, uh, upgrade a little bit at a time, and then once you start beating those bosses, uh, and unlocking these paths, it's so good. Um, I I wish I would go back to it, and and I, I don't think that I'd have, I'm done with it forever, um, uh, I, I, it's actually kind of got me into roguelite So that's one reason I'm more excited For something like Hades uh, And uh, the Devolver the Digital Crow game that I can't remember At the moment um, it, I, I'm thinking maybe next year Might be a, a definitely a roguelite year If I don't have some of these uh, finished off by then And this kind of kickstarted it So definitely good game If you're looking for a roguelite uh, Curse of the Dead Gods there You were Ten thinking bucks.
0: Death Store, by the way
1: Yes, thank you Crow Game Death Store. Uh, one other game I want to point out is snakey Bus. This is a Digerati special. I like Digerati, and this game is four dollars this week. Um, it is an easy completion, and uh, it's a very relaxing completion that you could probably get done in a day, um, one to two hours is the completion estimate on that one. Uh, but if you ever played the game Snake, uh, this is a fun take on that. As you are a bus um, by default, you can change it later on once you unlock things. Um, you are a bus going around a map that changes. Uh, it, the map doesn't change. You get to pick different maps, and uh, you're constantly getting bigger um, and bigger and bigger. And uh, it's just a fun. It's a fun couple of hours. I recommend it to anyone. Not too hard either. Snaky bus. What? What's in your browser this week, Koosh? What do you What do you got open? Well,
0: uh, public service announcement: There is a game about backhoes. Um, this game is called BH Trials, which I am sure stands for Backhoe Trials.
1: H. What the, I was wondering what this did
0: for. Yeah, yeah, it's a backhoe, also known as an excavator, depending on you know the parlance that you use. Uh, this is a puzzle platformer. It's seven dollars and nineteen cents down from twelve. Uh, and if you're the type of person that likes to throw your controller uh or you have a controller it's just been acting up and you just you just want a reason to kill it uh if you like manual samuel if you like human fall flat you might like this game it looks interesting um basically uh you're driving a backhoe you're operating a backhoe with various button presses uh the sticks control i think the the back scoop uh the the uh, i think the triggers control the front um uh hopper digger thingy. I don't you know I don't drive an excavator every day. I don't know the words for these things. Uh, let's huh. call it the the front scoop. I don't know. Bucket. I think it's called a bucket. Um but you're using the the excavator arm to drag yourself through the level or push yourself through the level. Uh, the achievements are such as uh, you know get through the thing, don't cause damage to anything in the room uh, they're a co-op achievements, So you need to find someone who's as crazy as you are for this type of game. If you want the full completion, uh, just check that out. Uh, I'm not saying you should play it. I'm not saying you should buy it, but uh, you should be aware that this thing exists. Um, wonder boy. <laughs> the dragon's trap is $8 down from 20. It's a platformer. It's pretty good. If you know what wonder boy is, uh, you basically get costumes um, or you take on the personas of these uh, monsters and you have different abilities when you do it. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's not a Vayner, but it is a platformer. Um, also, State of Mind, $3 down from $20. Uh, this is an adventure game from Daedalic. They are pretty quality with their adventure games and their point and clicks. Um, so when I see a sale on a Daedalic game, I just kind of like to put that out there. Uh, looks interesting. Um, it's you know it's a departure from their um, Deponia series. Uh, It's more of a sci-fi-ish series, so maybe that'll be interesting for you. And finally, the game that's expensive, but maybe it's worth it, Dark Complete Edition. $15 down from $20. Uh, I think this might be the first sale it's had. It's only $5 off, but this is a puzzle platformer. Um, It's kind of in the vein of Little Nightmares. It's very dark, very kind of uh, Tim Burton-esque, if you will. And the, these puzzles are solved by moving through rooms, um, from detaching your head from your body, uh, and doing different actions and rolling through the rooms and then rotating the rooms 90 degrees either way, you know, counterclockwise, clockwise, uh, you know, forwards, backwards. And that's how you navigate through these rooms. It looks crazy. It looks super high quality. Um, and if you like those type of puzzle games and you kind of like that, um, you know that that environment or that kind of feel that Tim Burton-esque or a, a little nightmares had. This might be a game you want to check out, and that is Dark D A R Q uh, Complete Edition.
1: Yeah, thanks for spelling that because uh, I was going to. Uh, just a quick—you definitely find the uh, the the underplayed games. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, less than two hundred people have played that one. Almost less, like one hundred and five people have played BH Trials, and they probably all hate they it. They probably will regret it. Yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. All right, good sales, good sales. Uh all right. Jay, let's uh let's give the people a reminder about the games with gold that are left as well as a, a game pass surprise. Well, if you don't have the game with gold already, why not?
2: The uh the King's Bird that's uh, been out since the start of the month. It's uh, available until the 30th shadows awakening that uh, was available starting on the 15th and it's good until july 15th and on the 360 the fighter injustice gods among us uh it's available the 16th of june until the 30th and as you mentioned we have a surprise addition to game pass coming out on day one worms
1: rumble that's right. Uh, as of recording, like it was a surprise just as we started. I already downloaded it, and uh, I got an achievement while we were talking earlier. <laughs> oh. Third gamer to start it. Third gamer to start it. <laughs> Actually, I think it was the second, because I think there's a little glitch on TA we right Waka.
0: Waka. This is a battle royale, so where's Waka?
1: He, he's He is fast asleep. Oh. He'll be surprised in the morning, though. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Worms Rumble is out now. All right. Now, for Coming Real Soon, we have all of our games making an appearance on Tuesday and Wednesday, June 29th and 30th, so everything that I found is coming out uh, over the course of two days next week, Uh, and that's going to start us off with Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol. This is something for the old people. Uh, You get to play those games again and get achievements, and probably be super hard achievements too, if I had to guess. Uh, and probably only worth a thousand gamer score for the for the bundle. But, bundle. Yep. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, or is that out? Yeah? I think that's out maybe. I don't know. So many lists, uh, but that's coming out. Uh, a game about a fox is coming out. that's not tunic. Uh, it's called Spirit of the North. and uh, it's a single player, third person game. Um, you are the fox, and uh, it's I'm sure it's gonna set, tell some kind of story, a deep story uh, without any kind of narration. Um, and they say that if you like Lost Ember, Rhyme, Journey, The First Tree, that you're going to love this game. I don't know if that's because those are games that are like it or because they all have foxes. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what, why they picked those, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is one coming out called Spirit of the North, Enhanced Edition, apparently. Oni uh, Rike, O N I R I K E. Oni Rike is a 3D adventure puzzle platformer game um it takes place in an intricate world that has a very peculiar audio and visual aesthetic uh when i see this game it looks like it could be really good it looks like it could be really bad but it's kind of in the vein of psychonauts or um voodoo vents as far as you're playing it so it looks like it probably came out of like early 2000s uh and if i'm being pessimistic it will probably play like that too so uh i don't know we'll see ani reich is what that is called curved space also comes out and that is a twin stick shooter. Um, I think I saw that this one's getting a physical release, which is kind of weird now in, uh, in today's age, it's like $20 game. Um, but it's like a 3d, uh, twin stick shooter looks really unique. Um, but it has the upgrades, um, and, uh, leaderboards and stuff like that. So if, uh, if that is your jam, check that, out. check that out. Uh, we also have Flatland Volume Two. Don't ask me about Volume One because I don't know where it went. This is a uh, action platformer game, very fast paced, kind of like Super Meat Boy, uh, but you're like using geometry shapes. Uh, and there are there are enemies in the levels. It seems like so uh, they're chasing you as well. Uh, looks like a lot of uh, rinse uh, or playing, dying, and rinse repeat uh, in order to get good at this game. It's called Flatland Volume. Uh is making an appearance uh, Several times this week uh, The first time on Tuesday uh, With Synchro Hedgehogs This has a Windows 10 stack As well as an Xbox One version And I haven't played it yet But uh, I'm basically Told that it's like uh, What's the game? Butterfly Is that right? Is that a game by Z- Zitalon? That is, yeah it's like, it's like Butterfly but your hedgehogs, and there's two of them that you control. Otherwise, I think it's the same game. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to that. They also have a game on Wednesday called Escape Sequence. I have not looked it up, but it as well has a uh, console and a Win Ten version. So four times is it a lot next week. Uh, get your get your wallets ready. Uh, Arcan the Dog Adventurer is a uh, unique explosive mixture of a platformer, it says. Uh, So if you like platforming and you like the game Arkanoid, uh, you're going to like this game. So it involves, uh, I don't know if it's exactly parrying, but you're hitting a ball and smashing bricks while platforming at the same time. Uh, It looks kind of fun, but it looks like a uh, a, a cheap time. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Wolf. Now, this has probably the most video game intro sentence i've ever read and i'm going to read it verbatim warhammer Forty Thousand space wolf is a card driven turn-based tactical game which features rpg elements containing a single player campaign survival and pvp modes if i told that to my mom she would not even know where to start asking questions uh so yeah this game is uh, a huge mixture of everything um so yeah there you go that's a warhammer game coming out uh mina in michi is a uh is our i don't think it's actually published by radalika this time uh, it seems to be by developer Light Up, which they have made super boxland d make and milo's quest and super willow d make and this game looks just like that uh it's a 2d top-down puzzle adventure game uh this time it features two players with local co-op so uh, that will be interesting but uh, probably another easy thousand gamer score and to top it all off, probably, I don't know why I would ever think this, but probably the pick of the week is Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. It is finally coming to consoles and uh, it'll be here next Wednesday. And here we go. Welcome to the club. Write poems for your crush and experience the terror of school romance in this critically acclaimed psychological horror story. I thought I knew what this game was about until they said psychological horror story. Um, apparently this edition, the plus edition has six new side stories, totaling hours of new contents, uh, a hundred unlockable Im- images, uh, for new game art. Uh, you have 13 new unlockable songs. I guess that's a big deal in this game. A built in DDC, DDLC, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club music player to, I guess, play those songs. Um, And then uh, High Fidelity, it's now available in 1080p. So this is a very critically acclaimed game uh, that I've been told I should play. And I think that's just for uh, that person's enjoyment and my (laughs) misery. But um, I think if anybody knows about this game, I don't have to explain it to them. It's a game in in its own right.
0: I think it was a big deal on on Steam uh, years ago, I think. Some about of the podcasts why? I listen to that aren't Xbox-centric were talking about it, uh, saying that it was actually a great game. So this... yeah, Maybe you should check it out. I, I don't really know.
1: <laughs> maybe I should check out this game full of cute girls maybe you that I should can check write my way into their hearts. And
0: tell me about <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> the original one I'm looking at Steam right now says, this game is not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed. Oh, boy. I, I, I don't know what I was expecting about this game, but was Something that? of that would not have come to my mind.
2: Well, I mean, you did say psychological horror story.
1: I mean, there was a
0: record right. scratch when you said that. I, I heard that. <laughs> I critically acclaimed
2: psychological
0: horror story.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's got over. It's got one hundred and fifty-eight thousand overwhelmingly positive uh, average reviews. So yeah, well. who knows? Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my hat in for uh vulgar Latin to stream this. I think he's all over about this. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch his stream on that. All right. Uh, contest. Take, take it away. Koosh.
0: There's a gamer tag challenge every month. This month, it's Soundwave core with the Wildcard card game. Uh, any new achievement or previous completion in a transformers game is worth one bonus draw. Max, the bonus is the Tail completion based off of streamer Ray Navarez. Yes, I've done my homework and put in a note, uh, which is a base completion in a game that has DLC. DLC cannot be completed this month. That's a lie. I didn't change that. Darn it. I have one more week to get it right. Um, the <laughs> DLC doesn't have to be completed. Uh, it just has to be a game that has DLC, and you have to get the base 1,000 done this month to get one point. Um. There's also the June Raider. It's not too late. You need to contact me and tell me that you're interested. You have to score achievements in anything on the TA page for Tomb Raider. This could be those 360 games as well, the uh, the arcade games. Um, the previous completions in the series, assuming that you've scored one achievement this month, will be worth five draws. Uh, and we'll do a draw at the end of the month, and whoever wins will get $20. Uh, and I have not been competing, so... Uh, don't even consider me.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, there's uh, one other uh, entry in this contest and friendly competition uh, section here. What is this? It says J Black uh, totally dominates debt dealers in a race to sixty percent completion. What's that about, Jay? I,
2: I, I figure I'm on the podcast. I got to puff out my chest a little bit, to show my superiority here. At the start of the year, I uh, was looking for some sort of some somebody to challenge to uh, uh raise my completion percentage uh i've got so many games in my backlog that i haven't completed yet and i needed something to push me to do it uh so at the start of the year i asked uh, around and uh death dealers uh, accepted the challenge um even though she at the time was needed 500 more achievements than i did uh so at this i posted in the uh in the discord in the vcc dub uh channel asking people uh who they thought uh would be able to uh pull it out who would get the 60 percent completion first and out of the 32 people that responded only nine people thought i would do it and i think some of them were just to annoy death um so we're what about uh seven months eight months into the uh year now and as of today, I only need 242 more achievements to hit my 60%. And as I mentioned, Death was 500 uh, behind me. Now she's almost 750 behind me. She needs 982. So I think in the the next couple weeks when she finally hears this episode, she'll be kicking herself for not uh, putting in the effort. But uh, as of right now, it, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that last percentage in... Beat her out.
1: Ah, I see. So, uh, Sea of Thieves was a uh, beneficial distraction uh, to to get her. a no, distraction, but didn't it like? Wouldn't a game like that like bump her down a little bit? That was already on your tag. So I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I didn't force her to start
2: it.
0: <laughs> I thought you were Canadian. You're so mean. <laughs>
2: hey, I, I'm not. I'm being nice by not saying that I'm gonna kick her so bad that she's gonna feel sorry she accepted the challenge
1: <laughs> see she thought down about Jay. she's like this would be easy see Can't just give it to her see
2: rocker what you have to do like you and her doing the uh the shooter challenge you gotta pick something you're good at see i was good i had the advantage here
1: so this is how you beat death dealers see i thought she was good at shooters but you know And I I just gave that one to her, but (laughs) she she can face me again anytime she wants. And when she does, she can brag about it, but this is not her show. So this is our show (laughs) and we're going to go to Brad camp and I'm going to start with completions and I'm going to start with you, Jay, because you are first on my list here and we have a nice little run of numbers here for completions. You passed 300 completed games this past week. Good job. Congratulations. Cerebral Assassin got 400 completed games. Northern Last got 500 completed games. Casual Exile got 600 completed games. And Awoo got 700 completed games. Shoutouts to Awoo as well. He's been on the La Mulana train, uh, which is a brutally hard Metroidvania. And uh, he was the second person to do do it on TA. Um, And the first person to do the the Japanese stack. And he did it, like, super quick. Um, And... uh, that I, I i just dived it and it's just I'm, I'm, i can already tell it's gonna be a monster of a game in that battle which is already over because mental knight uh, destroyed them lego head is at 740 completed games chewy is at 750 completed games and mental knight also passed 750 games but he also passed 765 completed games so he's been putting in work did anybody tell him that we're not uh getting gamer score this month MDP seventy three is at eight hundred five games. Uh, Railbait, also known as Noth, is at eight hundred seventy five, and Lucas nineteen eighty seven is at two thousand two hundred and five completed games. Speaking of our May challenge, following up with Tony Calzoni, he is at forty nine percent completion percentage. Oh uh, look, that I didn't even know it was a, a little segue. I got Jables on here at fifty nine percent completion percentage. Uh, Vulgar's right above you at 60%, and Mike Pitch is at 78% for completion percentage.
0: In ratio, Sir Polygon has reached a new milestone with a tier ratio of 2.3. He's the only person playing difficult games. In streaks, Retro Chief 1969 is currently on a 175 day achievement win streak, as is Dude with the Face. It's Alive X is at 275 days. Philip Wendell is at 400 days. Bastion Reader at 1,275. Wakapail with 2,800. Blue Thunder 7398 with 2,950. And Big L is currently at 3,100 days. Go take a day off. In achievements one. Ace has reached a new milestone of 13,000 achievements. benel 72 has 15,000. Bastion Reader has 19,000. Kitty Skies 21,000. Ahizo with 24,000. As is Red 047 and Wild West 08. Prue with 30,000. Jimbot UK with 32,000. And Noth Ultra has reached 38,000 achievements won. In Gamer Score, Kitty has won 125,000. Matt camo 9 with 165,000. Toby Lynn with 260,000. Uh, Alex R. Davies with 270,000. L Sock, or EL Sock, as L likes to say, 360,000. Tropan with 560,000. Ace with 570,000. Ozbuffanatic with 580,000. Mike Pitch with 650,000. You guys are killing it. Um, Casual Exile, 6007, uh, 670,000, sorry. Quick Don't Die, 690,000. Kitty Skies, 720,000. Matriarch. 750,000. Legohead 1977, 770,000. Rossos Ross with 870,000. Lord of Dookie 69 with 910,000. Nutty Ray with 930,000. And Yingergarten with 970,000. And yes, I did cut that list down. Guys are going nuts.
2: All right, with the true achievement score, we know he actually plays games now. Fufu Cuddlypoof reached three hundred ten thousand true achievement. Uh, Princeit has seven hundred thousand true achievement score. Ace has now hit eight hundred TA score. Skeptical Mario's getting up there. He's at nine hundred forty thousand TA. MDP seventy three one million two hundred thousand TA score. Prue, 100 and, or sorry 1,582 true achievement score. Mighty Mango is just above them at 1,590,000. Inferno 118 has a 2,250,000 true achievement score. And now the leaderboards. Alex R.D. is in the top 50 of the achievements one leaderboard for Metroidvania. Bastion Reader is in the top 50 of the true achievements leaderboard for Shoot 'Em up creature backwards is now in the top 20 of the England true achievement leaderboard for turn-based Fuath is now in the top 50 of the Wisconsin leaderboard for simulation racing quick don't die has reached the top thousand of the TA leaderboard for card and board Rossos Ross 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 is Is in the top 10 for the Georgia Complete Leader, Complete Games Leaderboard, as well as the top 5 for the Georgia True Achievement Leaderboard. Wild West 08 is top 500 of the Gamer Score Leaderboard, and Xneo 21X is in the top 1000 of the True Achievement Leaderboard for collections. And now the Brag Camp, or, uh,
1: the brag camp of the brag, yeah. brag
2: camp of the brag camp. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, Death Dealers completed Blair Witch. She said that... Uh,
1: she was... did not cry.
2: <laughs> at least not at that at the end. <laughs> uh, Wakapale, uh, in uh, Trove, he maxed out one of the nine gems that he needs for a builder's focus. He says it took 350 hours just to do that one. I don't think I'm going to be playing that game. Tony Calzoni completed Sunset Overdrive. And uh, looks like only 1% of the people that have started have completed. So that's a huge accomplishment there. And Dub D23, he uh, completed Control Ultimate Edition for his 335th completed game.
1: Way to go, guys. Well done. Job well done. All right. Let's wrap this up. Up. If you want any more Achievement Hunting 101 in your brain, you can find us at twitch.tv slash ah101, uh, or you come to the Discord and hang out. Uh, we're very friendly, always there, uh, discord.io slash ah101. If you want to support us financially, you can do that as well uh, at patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101. Otherwise, uh, sharing the show, liking uh, any shows that come out or whatever, uh, that is help enough, and we always appreciate it. Uh, All right, with that, uh, we have a genrely speaking number two coming out after this, and a walk a trove segment as well to round the show out. But that will do it for us. Have a good rest of your day, and I'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye, partner.
3: See ya. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the fledgling segment called Genrely Speaking. As a reminder, In the segment, we break down some of the oft-overlooked genres out there, as tracked by TA, and discuss it at perhaps greater lengths than is merited, uh, because you know there's not much going on with this genre. I am Elroy OJ, and I am tickled to death to have my co-host in this journey back yet again. She (laughs) is the amazing M. Well, how are
4: you doing? Thank you so much for that introduction. That was awesome. Absolutely. I'm doing yep. well. I'm very excited to get back to speak about generally speaking. We actually had some uh, nice follow up chatter in the Discord after last month's genre of choice, bull sports. <laughs> I, I
3: would dare say that that is probably the most that genre has been discussed ever.
4: Possibly. I'm still under the impression <laughs> though that it we're in a three year cycle of bull sports games. E three is in a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, it might just happen.
3: That's gonna be so funny when it does
4: (laughs) well they'll have us (laughs) to thank
3: yeah we're gonna you know we'll probably have like the watch party on discord and everyone's gonna be like you know sitting around and all of a sudden you know they start the trailer and there's gonna be like this dude like on a bull and everyone's gonna be like oh no (laughs) she was
4: right (laughs) yep that's we we will see we will see but today (laughs) we're not talking about bull sports that was last episode Uh, When we finished last episode, we teased a little bit of what was coming next. And what I said at the end of last episode was this, and we'll give you a pause before we reveal this month's genre. (laughs) so, So you can take one last guess. And that tease was this genre, the genre we're going to be speaking about now, features entries from the Sonic the Hedgehog and Assassin's Creed franchises, as well as a major first party title. Now, Elroy, I think you have the insider scoop on this. But what genre does that mean we're talking about today?
3: Well, you see, you got Sonic, so you would think either a really crappy fighting game, mm-hmm. or probably a platformer, or a platformer, or some other kind of platformer. <laughs> um, and then you got Assassin's Creed, so you got the, you know, the hack and slash. Oh wait, I'm sorry, they classified as a stealth game. So let's see, stealth game. Um, but um,
4: hmm. Now, don't forget those I... major first party titles.
3: Oh, first party titles. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, see, I don't play any of those, so I'm not really sure about those. Okay, so forget them. Yeah, yeah, probably a first-person shooter. I would imagine there's probably a couple of major titles there. But fortunately, I have it on the screen in front of me because I'm not even close. And we are talking about the naval genre. Right.
4: So,
3: yes. Yes,
4: so in case you're curious, these... uh, those franchises have entries in the form of, uh, in the case of Sonic the Hedgehog, it's a cart racer type <laughs> game, uh, Sonic uh, All-Stars Racing, I believe. I, I should know the full name offhand. Mm-hmm. I have it written later in the doc, but that's not very helpful right now. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and see. So Sonic Sonic and All-Stars Racing transformed. Assassin's yep. Creed had the Windows Phone port that counts in the genre. And uh, then the major first party title would be Sea of Thieves. And uh, before we go any further, because Elroy has done as Elroy always does and picked up some great stats about this, so he's going to dig into that. But what is a naval game? And before I read the description as T.A. describes it, I had my impression, but Elroy, I'm curious what you thought a naval genre game would be. Like, just off the top of your <laughs> head, what would you classify as naval just genre? Say,
3: what What is a naval genre game? It is a game where it is centered around boats.
4: Yeah, that's more or less what I would think. It's a game that's in the ocean. If you take,
3: if you take the boats out, you do not have a game.
4: Right. It's possibly it's tactical warfare, you know, because you're on maybe an aircraft carrier or something. But I'm I'm pretty much with you. But this is how TA defines the naval genre. Uh, we define, we being TA, naval games using genre definition. Naval is used to describe games in the racing and vehicular combat genres, which heavily feature the player controlling sea-based vehicles, including boats, battleships, and jet skis. So the immediate takeaway here is this is a subcategory underneath the racing and vehicular combat genres. I was not expecting that.
3: I was not expecting that either. Uh, I, I When you read it really slow, I, I just saw that racing thing. There, mm-hmm. and uh, Yeah, that's not cool at all. Um, what like well, aren't there enough racing games out there like why do we need more and i think I as know. we
4: get further into the discussion here we're gonna i i know i have more comments on the racing oh, inclusion so we'll we'll drop the <laughs> that discussion here so now you all know what the genre is defined as and why we get some of these oddball games sort of sneaking in here but right, otherwise you are did snubbed. your homework
3: <laughs> yes
4: tell us I a did. little bit about what you found about the stats of the naval genre
3: Okay, so as I was looking through it, here's your breakdown. So the number of games in the naval genre is 29. Uh, 24, well, 25 were released, two unreleased, and then two, I have no idea. I think there might be classified as DLC or something. I'm not really sure. I couldn't get the numbers to add up, but there's under 30. There's under 30, just under 30. And according to TA, we got... 22,585 gamer score worth 86,273 TA uh, which is a lot mm-hmm. and number of achievements is 820 and then the overall ratio is 3.8199 and I took the liberty to remove Sea of Thieves out of there Smart move. and with yeah, yeah. Without Sea of Thieves, it drops from a three point eight one nine nine ratio genre to a three point one six three ratio for the genre. So, wow! In case you're curious, where a lot of that is coming from, almost one whole point from one game.
4: And yeah, keep in mind, Sea of Thieves is a eight point three ratio, and it has over it case. has almost three thousand gamer score too. So it makes yeah. up a significant chunk of what's available.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and You'll, you'll hear Sea of Thieves a few times because we're headed into highest-rated <laughs> highest ratio Chivo, I should say. And you have the old 27.35 ratio Voyager of Lost Souls in the Sea of Thieves worth 20 whole gamer score. And that is for it says receive the commendation for completing 250 Order of Souls voyages, which means absolutely nothing to <laughs> me because I have never played. It's a single second of that game, and uh, I'm proud of it. And your gamer score genre leader is LLTC1807. All right. Great tag name. (laughs) Uh, That individual has 10,000, just over 10,000 gamer score, but the TA genre leader is Crack without a C. So Crake, I don't know, C R A K (laughs) the second or 11. I'm not really sure. And that individual has three, yeah, almost 37,000 TA. so p- get probably very active in Sea of Thieves if I was guessing. And then first release was way back uh, in 2007. Uh, Battle Stations Midway was launched on the 30th of January of that year, so early 2007. And then the latest release just came out, and that would be King of Seas. That was released uh, in late May. The average rating of the games is 3.2 stars, so pretty well received. And the most popular game, according to Track Gamers, it's not even close, which is Sea of Thieves with 276,811 Track Gamers, which is almost, almost 200,000 more than second place, which was that Sonic game you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's quite a drop off, two hundred seventy six to 76,000. So there you go Crazy. And then the least popular game in the genre is Speedboat Challenge. Yeah, Speedboat Challenge. It's been out for five years and it has a 1.7 star uh, rating and it has 109 track gamers. Not a whole lot of people liking the Speedboat Challenge.
4: A very small number of people, for sure. (laughs) Yeah,
3: for five years out. Wow. All
4: right. Well, um, there you go. that that is a lot to take away for sure. <laughs> now, I unfortunately am zero for two again uh, with having <laughs> played because here was the deal when we when you chose this genre. So we've been alternating. I picked the first genre, and it was mostly tongue in cheek and a s- small genre, so we can get <laughs> you, ourselves You should situated. know better.
3: You should know better than the float bull sports. I, to, I know. To,
4: I know. I'm still wondering how the ride was, but. <laughs> When we uh, Elroy picked the second genre, I thought, okay, this is going to be fine. Because if I at least played Ruse, Ruse is a strategy game. And as I recall, some of your units are naval units. So that's got to be included, right? And imagine my surprise when nothing in the genre is strategy. I, it's, it's Because again, it's it's classified under it is a subgenre of racing and vehicular combat so and i could be mistaken about ruse please don't uh it's been a long (laughs) time since i've played it and it was mostly a boost to get high ratio and g-tasked 2012 oh wow that's a a long time ago but i kind of thought we'd see more of that sort of thing where you're you're manipulating units in that way i mean even something like i think there's a battleship game isn't there like based on the, the oh yeah and i know that battleship itself isn't naval i know it's a board game or
3: no it's naval but it's
4: naval it has it's literally called battleships i i was mistaken as to my anticipation of what the genre would be so
3: oh yeah that i actually have a list of snubs and you are already on you've already you've already hit a target so you guess right battleship style and you guessed a target on my list of Terrible snubs from the naval genre. All right, let's go so, into some
4: more because I'm sure I'm going to be right there with you on these. And I, I don't well, well, have you played uh, any games that are actually classified as naval? Yes. To TA? I,
3: that that was the thing that that uh, surprised me is that I've actually like not terrible. So I'm in on TA. I'm in three thousand two hundred and seventy fifth place. Okay. Which, when you think that you haven't played a single one of them, uh, is pretty remarkable. So then, when I drill down a little bit further and look at where I got my points from, I see that of the ones that I that are on my list, I only personally played two of them. So,
4: um, wow, well, <laughs> so more, more than me.
3: Yeah, Riptide was very popular back in the days of the Student Achievement Factory. Okay, uh, and uh, then. Sonic All Stars was wasn't as popular. I it would appear because it just barely got touched. But I did play the Nickelodeon Kart Racers and the Hydro Thunder Go Windows Phone uh, Edition, which because you know there's not a whole lot of games, which uh, actually would be my uh, my chivo highlight. So I'm going to switch the order here. Yeah, go for it, and uh, go right into my chivo highlight because I really don't have a whole lot of. Uh, to say about this uh, this genre, with uh, in regards to my experience with it, I know that of on the Riptide series, the main boss is definitely a pain in the butt. I uh, Miguel, I wish I could get Miguel in here to tell you all about uh, um, the the dude that's the main boss of that stage or of that game. But um, for me, the chivo highlight <laughs> is actually an achievement called Reckless Yachting. Now,
4: that sounds like a real life achievement. Is, <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, the interesting thing there is that they spelled reckless with just an R. And I, as, <laughs> I'm as i not 100% sure that's grammatically correct. I mean, I, I know reckless with a W-R. Is there actually a word with just an R? Am yeah. I, I, I've always seen it without with a W in front of it. So, I, I don't know. I, I guess so.
4: Yeah, it's I just, know. you know... Like, acting without consideration of what might happen on the other side of your actions.
3: Okay. And and how's that different from Reckless with a W?
4: I don't know that I've seen Reckless with a W.
3: Am I going crazy here? Let's see. Well, because you would
4: say, you would say W-R-E-C-K, just Wreck. And once it becomes Reckless, the W gets dropped. Um... Okay. You're not uh, an English teacher. It's okay.
3: <laughs> I'm looking it up now and it appears that reckless with a w is a common misspelling.
4: <laughs> okay, at least it's a common misspelling.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm a good company. Uh, and they say if it were a word, which it's not, but if it were, it would mean the opposite of reckless. So
4: That's true. Go. Yeah. All right.
3: Okay. So, so there you go. I'm glad we clarified that. Uh, now we that's know. about as Yeah. um, Oh,
4: remember when we used to do grammar portions of the show?
3: (laughs) That was the 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 educational educational part of the show.
4: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go.
3: Educational portion of the show. Don't spell reckless with a W. Uh, That is incorrect. There you go. Now, as far as reckless yachting is concerned, uh, on the, the Windows phone, I remember distinctly playing this on a bus. Uh, I was on a bus ride to one of a student activity. So I was on a, a bus and I had nothing to do but play my Windows phone. And uh, and so I had just gotten cellular service on my Windows phone and it was working back then. And I, I mean, I know it's kind of working now. It, it started working for me and then it stopped working. I don't know. I don't even know what's going on with it. But anyway, you destroy all the gondols in Venice in a single race. And gondols are these little boats and... You just basically have to go around and ram them all. However, you only get one shot at them, so it's actually the most, the highest ratio achievement for this game, uh, which is not saying a whole lot. Which it's a one point six eight ratio, <laughs> but uh, the only other one that's close. Well, I guess there's a one point six ratio one, but uh, uh, it's not the the game's not terribly challenging but for this one for some reason i don't know if i kept getting distracted because you know you're on a bus uh and i i'm not really sure what it was but i really struggled with this one and it took me a long time to memorize where all the freaking gondols were because i was watching on my iphone where there's a video of where to go so i was trying to line it up with uh i was like holding two phones kind of oh my of. goodness
4: like trying, trying to, to see what's coming yeah, ahead so, of you.
3: Right. And so I'd start the other, the, the one on my phone and let it run for like two seconds. And then I'd start the race. And then I'd try to, you know, kind of follow it as it went. And it it seemed like a good plan at the time, but uh, it was it was not working very well for me. And it took a, a lot longer than you would think. So, uh, but there's actually seven gondoles and... They the the guide is not super um, descriptive. It's like you know, take go through two ramps. It uh, doesn't really matter which way you take. Drop down green ramp, yellow arrow next to the mm-hmm. waterfall. Uh, I mean, but there's like it, it describes like the whole stage. Uh, a lot of it does, and so it was a while, but finally I did achieve it. And this was back uh, in 2018, and. I got my whole five gamer score worth eight ta uh, for <laughs> driving recklessly with an R, uh, and that was probably the only achievement that I could even remotely re- talk about from the genre because it's a very forgettable genre in my book. So, uh, but there you go that that would be my favorite one if I were to have a favorite one. Okay, all right. At least you had something rather, to pick. That's yeah. I, than I'd I rather just complain about the genre, honestly. Let's do
4: it. <laughs> right. You sort so, of teased before. You had a <laughs> snubs or omissions or oh something like gosh, that. Oh, so my gosh, yes. I, I, I spoiled Battleship, but what oh, else no, did you have on there? Oh, no, that's okay.
3: I got plenty more where that came from. So, I yeah, I, so I have a ton of problems with the genre. So I need you to set me on the straight and narrow on this. You've already done a great job by explaining that basically this is a crappy version of the racing genre. It's like racing mm-hmm. with boats. I mean I've never played Sea of Thieves but I didn't think you were racing in Sea of Thieves but uh okay I sure I mean
4: you're you're not but it's I think that falls in under the vehicular combat classification Okay so so everything so in the that... genre is either going to be tied to racing or vehicular combat but okay, when you look so at Sea of on Thieves boat. when you look at Sea of Thieves on TA it is not classified as vehicular combat So it's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> so a little confusing but i i feel like of a lot of the games on the list sea of thieves like that's a no-brainer that should be naval you're on boats like swashbuckling and all that stuff so uh-huh. it seems like that would be exactly what the naval genre is all about I, don't
3: know. I, th- I think they added it because of peer pressure or something. <laughs> with an I E R. okay so um
4: my oh man i just caught what you said <laughs> it's been a long day
3: yeah. yeah i know i know i'm sorry i had to get at least one there's so many <laughs> Boat puns. I, I, I don't
4: we're gonna know. have to get a little sound effect every time you make a <laughs> boat pun. Now, just like a boat horn.
3: <laughs> oh, that like, yeah. I, I like this. I like this. Okay, so I have a list of my most egregious omissions, and I have uh, seven on my list. Uh, <laughs> okay. I I eliminated Captain Cat, where he's on a boat the whole time, but it's not really vehicle. In vehicular combat, you're just getting fish into the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had pixel piracy on there, but it's not, eh, I, don't, I don't think that one really applies. However, the rest of these, I'm not really sure how you get around these. Okay. So we got uh, manual Samuel, because at some point you do control the belly button, I think, uh, and you have to like <laughs> hold the button down to control, make the navel move to To the left, or the right. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I just want to throw that. All right, here's my top six. All right. So, first one. Aqua Kitty DX.
4: Okay. Literally has Aqua in the title. Yeah. yeah. Aqua, water, yeah.
3: I I don't know. It's amazing how many times they put cats into water situations. You got Captain Cat, and now you got Aqua Kitty, but this one is basically you're a uh, a cat uh, in a submarine, and you're going around, and you're shooting other boats. All right, so you're destroying boats. in While being in a boat. While in a a submarine, which is a vessel in the water, which I guess is classified as a boat of sorts. So you're in a boat. You're destroying boats. It's vehicle combat. What gives on Aqua Kitty?
4: Okay. It's a good one. Okay. All right, what's number two?
3: Uh, Oh, this is uh, actually number five.
4: Oh. Yes. Oh, you're going in reverse order. So yes. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I I, I forgot I how we do with, very
4: sequential. It's I went. I went.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I went in the in order of how egregious it was. So that okay. was my.
4: That was so. This sixth. is the least egregious. Of... Yeah.
3: The least egregious. Ooh. So all right. Yes. Go on. Go on. All right. So next up, we have Duck Dynasty, which would include two games. Now, have you played this this magnificent game, Duck Dynasty?
4: No, and I will say off the top of my head, Duck Dynasty sounds to me more like it would be a hunting game. So I'm interesting <laughs> for your rationale
3: as oh, to why it, it would
4: actually, it, yeah, it is it a would. naval game.
3: All right, so Duck Dynasty, in case you don't know, it's based on the TV show. So it basically, features a bunch of good old boys in Louisiana that are basically shooting ducks. But um, there are basically two other components to the game. And one of those two components is a very heavy section where you have to race on a, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, airboat. Oh. So you have an airboat, and literally, that's the worst part in the game, because those are hard races to win. Mm-hmm. If you look at the achievement list for Duck Dynasty, you can even see it featured, um, because I know, I, I'm not looking at it right now, but I'm about to pull it up, and I am sure that there are several achievements featured on a an airboat where you have to finish first in something on an airboat okay wrong way you won a race while crossing the line driving backwards that's in an airboat look at the the picture of it there's an airboat on that picture um there's all kinds of ones but i, mm-hmm. I haven't won a lot of the uh the airboats uh it, there's an achievement called can't touch this boat where you won a race without bumping into another opponent again okay. you're on a boat and basically, there's three things you do in this game. You shoot ducks, you you fish, and then you race on airboats. That's the only things you do. It seems and like so, a
4: third of the game's content involving water and a vehicle should yeah. make it enough to be naval, according to some and of the ones that actually did make the genre.
3: It is a race. Like, literally, it huh. keeps saying... A race. And in fact, one of the worst achievements in the game is called Better Than Psy, where you have to finish a race without falling into last place, which is very challenging because they cheat like a son of a gun. (laughs) And and so that's one of the highest ratio achievements in the game. Uh, Actually, two of the highest achievements in the game are all related to boats, which is also the one where you can't bump into anyone because they'll run run you over. And then uh, there's... Another high rated achievement like all the high ratio achievements have to do with these stupid boats because you won every race in the tournament. That's for the achievement show boat. So literally a third Mm. of the game is on a boat. And um, you know, all these cart racers out there, I don't think those exclusively on boats. I think that probably they're about a third on Mm -hmm. the water as well, since they're using, you know, cars. And sometimes planes, so uh, I have a real problem with Duck Dynasty not being included in there. Sounds fair. I mean, yeah. So it's classified as a first-person shooter, stealth, <laughs> stealth. Well, there's a, okay. So if they included the stealth aspect of this game, the stealth aspect is like there's a couple of challenge where challenges. It has a stupid plot where you're trying to sneak out of work. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like hide in a box oh, and gosh. move, and you only have to you have to move when his back is turned to you. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing it has to do with stealth, huh. and that's included wow, okay. yeah, wow, cool. okay, especially when the... we
4: talk about games that made this genre it, it... <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. all right, and,
3: and nothing about racing and even though in the achievement list, yeah i th- I may have to bump this one up a little higher. that's,
4: that's the more awful. you talk about it, yeah, it's well, this is a compelling yeah. choice.
3: Okay, Okay. there you go. All right, next up, Banjo and Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts.
4: Yeah, you build That's a as- lot of watercraft. I've played that yeah. one. <laughs> exactly. And you,
3: what do you do with them when you build them? You race them. Oh, my goodness. What a concept. Wow. Okay, so there you go. That's as much as Sonic All-Stars, I would imagine.
4: Okay. So It reminds me of another game, but I don't want to spoil your list in case it's on there. So <laughs> I'll let you continue, right. and I'll come back around okay. to it.
3: Okay, well, technically, there's only two more on there, and you've already got one. Which number three was Battleship? So (laughs) yes, and that's the correct Battleship, Uh, not the one that I bought by mistake, thinking it was a stack. So (laughs) I I bought the one for the 360, thinking I was just going to, you know, do what I just did on the Xbox One, and then all of a sudden I'm engulfed in a first-person shooter, and I I, I, (laughs) that was crazy. But yeah, the uh, Battleship was the you know based on the board game, but like literally, the whole game is about where you're. It has the ships on the screen. You choose where to shoot. the sh- The shoot into the air, and it lands either on it or not. And like, I, I really don't know if you take the boats out of that game, what are you left I, with? You're just left with water. I didn't lo-
4: look up a formal uh, definition of naval combat, which would be a naval yeah. game, but I imagine it involves seaborne vessels firing things at each other.
3: <laughs> I, would, I would imagine and yeah. it seems
4: like battleship checks all those boxes
3: i mean it it's vehicle or it's 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 naval i mean i don't know how you can explain it naval combat means you're fighting on water right yeah and and it literally the whole game is on the water i mean there's some weird ships that come in there uh, you got like some robotic ships you got some pirate ships you got regular ships and there's a whole story built around it where you're, you're, it's like a campaign and you're just blowing up ships and you're a ship. So you're not using planes or anything. You're, you're shooting from your ship. Right. So, the game
4: is 100% boats.
3: It, it really is. I, 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 you don't get more naval than that. And I agree. All right. And then my last one is you mentioned at the beginning that this genre features the likes of Assassin's Creed. Well, I actually teased that at the end of it, of the last episode, and I thought, well, surely, surely mm-hmm. she's talking about one of my favorite games of all time, which is Ask Creed Black Flag, and then I'll just throw Rogue right on top of it. So that's your number two and number one, because Rogue is basically the tundra version of <laughs> Black Flag. <laughs> so, like, literally the best part of this whole game is sailing around on a boat. Like, I don't see why Sea of Thieves would possibly be included, but Ask Creed Black Flag would not. Because the whole point of the game is you would, if you couldn't get jump on a boat and go around singing, you know, sea shanties and, and changing the song as much as you want. Uh, I mean, it's just that's the whole point, you know, the best part of the game, anyway. And like, even a main focus of the game is building up your ship for naval battles. Like, mm-hmm. You you have to invest in your ship, or if you go near these forts, you're gonna get just destroyed. Your ship, and you have to like, you know, shoot at these these forts, and uh, you have to like destroy other boats. And uh, I mean, wasn't that it, the
4: achievement that X had trouble with that never wound up popping for him? It was like to destroy all the boats, something uh, to that effect. Oh, that does sound
3: familiar. Yeah, so I think you're right.
4: The whole game has yeah large chunks of it centered around naval combat. Right. And, you
3: even have the the legendary ships, the, the four legendary ships. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. And the, like there I know there's an achievement for that. I'm I haven't looked, but I'm sure there's other achievements related to the boats as well. Like fully upgrading your ship, I would imagine. And
4: mm-hmm.
3: I I mean you yeah, can't Yeah, I don't beat, know
4: offhand, but the boats yeah. are a central part of the game. It's not just part of the travel.
3: No. It's it's it, built it, into it the, is the travel.
4: <laughs> and and that actually that reminded me when you mentioned Banjo kazooie nuts and bolts, for similar reasons even a game like Beyond Good and Evil might have some naval classification to it because you are uh, largely moving from space to space on a raft and things will try mm-hmm. to attack you and there are races you have to win. And I think a lot of my issue, and it sounds like your issue with the classifications in the genre, is how racing games seem to account for a good number of these games.
3: <laughs> and And even then they don't include everyone hello duck dynasty hello banjo right right
4: and then (laughs) i mean go ahead
3: (laughs) oh no i'm just saying uh, they don't even do that part right
4: (laughs) right and it's this genre seems to and i i don't know when the genre was defined and i'm wondering if this is something where they might need to kind of go back and rethink the genre classification and this does happen on ta uh we've seen tesla tesla grad for example i want to call tesla sad and tesla glad right there but uh, tesla grad for example started its life as a metroidvania and eventually was classified out of that because it doesn't quite check all the boxes i think i heard recently that rain on your parade which recently came out on game pass is also a game that's possibly going through a, a genre change so this does happen on ta and i just feel like the definition of this genre in order to make it work really just through any racing game that had a boat component to it into the genre <laughs> thus we get uh the crew 2 and Trailmakers, and the sonic game that we mentioned earlier and nickelodeon cart racers there is nothing about nickelodeon cart racers that made me think huh naval
3: you're right about that I mean, you you just go over some water every once in a while it's not even water,
4: it's like slime (laughs) (laughs) it's Nickelodeon so the the, the genre seems to not it seems to have been created in such a way to be broad enough to include more games so that it wasn't just battle stations Pacific and and games of that nature but Mm -hmm. it really strikes me that it needs to be revisited because if Assassin's Creed Black Flag isn't a Mm -hmm. naval game (laughs) <laughs> but the crew too is, which does have boat races, but is not the primary focus. Something's amiss. Like, I feel like these racing games that are multi vehicle racing games need their own reclassification. Something like, yeah. you know, motorsports or whatever. I know motorsports generally related to car, but it could mm-hmm. be anything with a motor. So maybe they need to kind of reimagine what that racing genre that includes. Water vehicles is called and remove these games to that genre and open up this genre to games that really feature more gameplay that is on the water in a water-based vehicle where there's more of an action element to it. I don't want to say that mm-hmm. concisely, but yeah, when you look at what's on the list and what didn't make the list, it's it's actually really confusing.
3: It's a, it's a big ordeal, but. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i think uh we pretty much hit it on the head earlier when we said like if you it's just a game that you if you took out the boat you wouldn't have a game right so right and and with black flag i would say that this game is more naval than stealth right because uh you can avoid stealth all day long and just run in and just hack and slash but Try to get somewhere without jumping on your vessel and, uh, you know, battling your way to the next location. I mean,
4: right, yeah, and it you would need sw- to be swim there. A significant portion of the game. So, Assassin's Creed 3, as I recall, begins with you on a boat, right? Well, not your main character, but the first character you play as. But that's not central to the gameplay. That's just a setting. It's a scene right. that happens. But using boats in Assassin's creed black flag is central to the gameplay it's it's a necessary component to being able to do the tasks you need to do and and this the genre does not take that into account it's literally do you race boats here and it's also a racing game okay and it it just does not seem to work at least to me i i don't and it doesn't seem like anyone really Prizes the naval genre as the top scorers and it have about a third of the potential score.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, it's just well, it doesn't make any sense. There's no theme to it, but mm-hmm. yeah, another one, kind of like what you were explaining, would be East Shade, where it starts on a boat and then you, you know, the boat goes down and then you spend the rest of the the game trying to get off that awful island to get back on the boat to get back on your way. But it doesn't, you know, there's a boat in it, but it's not
4: right, like Spirit isn't yeah. a naval game the, the <clears throat> boat is part of it but that's not central to the gameplay same like Oxenfree; it's about you know eventually yeah,
2: sure. i don't want to spoil sure.
4: anything but there are naval components to it but that's not central to the gameplay you wouldn't call it that but right all the the games you listed the boats are central to the gameplay it just i was a little disappointed in this genre i have to admit i've never felt so strongly about genre classification since uh l.a noir was revealed to me to be a puzzle (laughs) game so
3: yeah yeah i I mean i I don't know is it something where we could complain to the right person and uh, say hey naval sucks man
4: (laughs) well the hope would be that if you're listening to this right now we can have a discussion about it in the discord there are definitely people that pop in there that are involved in TA and maybe this is a discussion that goes somewhere and if it doesn't it doesn't hopefully it just brings good conversation uh, as, as it is because I think there's interesting stuff to dial down in here like really read that description of the naval genre and it just looks like it was meant to be a sub classification and doesn't even just check that box anymore because games that are clearly naval exist now so it, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to just be a subclassification classification of vehicular combat or racing Right. Mm. Yeah. But I, I did I, want to bring up, there was one hmm? game that was classified as naval that looked interesting to me, since you already talked about your Chivo highlight.
5: <laughs> and right, I haven't played
4: any of these games. But there's All a right. game that was actually announced in 2019. That was supposed to come out in 2020, but it's still on its way in 2021, called Sailforth. And what's interesting about Sailforth, at least the way that I read it, is it kind of seems like a sea-based, no man's sky Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with No Man's Sky, kind of?
3: Not not at all.
4: So No Man's Sky is a pretty, I guess, infamous game where it came out and there was all this promise about procedurally generated landscapes and you're going to explore the sky. You're in in space. And the game kind of came out underwhelming and has since been updated to a point where it's apparently very good. But it kind of mm-hmm. it hit the ground flat instead of running. But <laughs> um, this game... Sail Forth sounds kind of that way. It's a procedurally generated sailing adventure. But why is this naval when it doesn't fit the classification of any of the other naval games? Because this seems more like relaxing and sailing your boat. It sounds very interesting. It's going to mm-hmm. be published by the Quantum Astrophysicist Guild, which has published some other games on on the Xbox that I've enjoyed. So I feel like there's a good pedigree there. And it apparently is still on track for this year so you know I, I i'm interested in it but i'm interested in how it fits the naval classification on ta because what it has is a boat um there are other games that you just described in your list elroy that have boats and actually involve combat which would or be racing sort of yeah like that seemed to fit the genre a- and this just seems to have a boat where you explore now i didn't do a thorough look into the game Again, it sounds interesting. Maybe if it's a Game Pass thing, that's something that will break my no naval score streak. Or maybe if some games get reclassified that were discussed today. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to highlight that because it does sound interesting, and it does seem to still be on its way. It's it's definitely still in progress.
3: All right. Well, hopefully, we can get this boat talk going, and uh, you know, kind of get this uh, very. A uh, very sick genre to the <laughs> to the doc.
4: I think this one needs needs a little <laughs> bit of a uh, you know further discussion on it to see how we can get games that are really right. belong there into that genre.
3: Right. I, I I think we need to all carry the banner of Duck Dynasty and uh, and <laughs> our our friend Banjo and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, all all these, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Let's do this.
4: Yeah. And that that was my final (laughs) takeaway, really. Like when I was thinking when we were going through the doc and kind of getting ready for this beforehand, my my final takeaway on the genre is that I hadn't really thought of TA as classifying things as just genre within genre. So again, if you read that description, it says Mm -hmm. it's a genre within vehicular sports and racing. And that seemed to be the way that it's supposed to exist. But Sea of Thieves exists without either of those. So it doesn't mm-hmm. – it, it's not a genre that needs an umbrella over it. It can exist on its own. And I don't know if it was something with maybe they thought there were a lack of games because Bull Sports only has three games and that's enough <laughs> yeah. for a genre. So it seems to me like this needs to be pulled apart and the truly naval games really need to be their own genre. And, and there needs to be a new classification for these multi vehicular racing games.
3: I'm with you. Sign me up. Put me on there. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, well, I think that's uh, a boat it. So
4: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk, so. let's give it a little oh, tease about next time.
3: Alright, sure. All right.
4: so next time we're going to be discussing a genre that has some more games than Navel. So as Elroy pointed out earlier, it has 24 or 27 or 29, depending on how you count. The next genre we're going to speak about has just about 50 games in it. But two of the games within that genre have a minimum of six stacks. Oof. So see if you can figure out what genre I'm talking about. Did you have any hints you wanted to give before we sign off?
3: Uh, no, I got nothing on this one.
4: Alright, that sounds good
3: all right so all right well thanks for uh again m for uh engaging in this uh, wonderful boat talk i know you know we've covered some really hard-hitting subjects so far we've covered pools <laughs> and boats so yes and maybe the next oh wait wait now does the next genre feature a game that you have actually played
4: yes it does and oh my an goodness important important this this was my choice this time and i said elroy i'm picking a genre where i can actually pick an achievement this time so i did confirm i did not assume i did confirm that there's there there is at least one game in this genre that i have awesome
3: oh man looking forward to it so all right right. (laughs) well as always just yeah let us know what you think and uh we're gonna we're gonna grab our pitchforks and uh, head up to the uh, genre capital and uh See if we can get this uh, naval thing sorted out. So there you go. (laughs) So thanks for listening, y'all.
4: Yep, Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.
5: (laughs) Hello, I'm Waka Pale, and I've been playing too much Trove over the last few months. This is all your fault, Legohead1977. Trove is a free-to-play voxel action MMORPG developed by Tryon Worlds and released on Xbox in 2016, one year after its release on PC. Imagine if you put slightly more Minecraft than Diablo in a blender, and instead of Minecraft Dungeons, you might end up with Trove. It features instanced, procedurally generated environments to roam with other players, filled with set-piece dungeons. Almost everything is destructible, and you can build your own stuff, but unless you do it on your personal cornerstone or in a club world, your creations will disappear as soon as the instance resets, which is often as soon as you leave it. Despite having an action combat system, the game is fairly laid back, and dying has such a low cost it is mostly inconsequential. After dying, you will just get lower quality loot for a while, but the loot is mostly so-called vendor trash anyway. Labelled a family-friendly MMO, you find all types of players in the general chat. I usually ignore it as it is often filled with inane banter or toxic behavior, often so heavily censored you can barely understand the gist of the conversation or the offensive monologue. I honestly don't think it is moderated at any capacity. Thankfully you don't have to interact with anyone else if you don't want to, with almost the entire game being soloable but it can make the game easier and might be more fun to play with others. Becoming more powerful in Trove is not exactly straightforward. Leveling up by gaining experience for killing stuff and completing quests is simple enough. Finding better gear makes a slight difference, but in the end it all comes down to power rank, which is tied to level, gear, allies, mounts, gems and a concept called mastery. Mastery is awarded every time you achieve something new, Like finding an item for the first time, leveling up, earning new allies, learning crafting recipes, or reaching a target such as destroy one million blocks. Mastery is shared between all characters and classes on your account, and comes with bonuses, meaning characters after your first one will be comparatively more powerful at the same level. The more mastery you earn, the stronger all your characters will become. You also get permanent stat boosts to all your classes by unlocking dragons, which is often very time consuming to do. Unless you spend some real money, most dragons will take you months to obtain. Individual classes power levels are mostly tied to the gem system, which is a massive time and resource sink, and is the reason why I doubt I'll ever complete the game, as maxing out gems is extremely expensive both resource and time-wise. When you start out, you only have one character of a chosen class available to you, but you can unlock other classes using real money or in-game recipes. Trove also features a Battle Royale mode called Bomber Royale, which is fun and action-packed, with matches usually only lasting a few minutes. Unfortunately, it is mostly inactive as it requires 12 players to start a match. Everyone is equally powerful in Bomber Royale with no benefits for having a higher level. While it is not impossible to stumble into a win, it has a rather large skill gap between good and inexperienced players, which partly explains the over 10 ratio achievement for winning a single Bomber Royale match. Trove also features a separate game mode called the Geode, which is incredibly boring and grindy. Playing in the Geode effectively put me to sleep in the evenings. It strips all your abilities, replaces them with a mining laser and some other mining gear. There is no combat in the Geode, just an endless grind of resources which you can use to craft crap to make it easier or even possible to mine other crap. It takes a crap ton of crap to get the modes final achievement which has a ratio of 24.8 for reaching Geode level 100. It is a total bore, completed only by 130 players out of the game's almost 80,000 starters on TA. Of which only 72 have the full completion. Trove's developer Tryon Worlds ran into financial troubles and was sold to Gamigo in 2018 who promptly let go of 175 out of the company's 200 employees. The game still receives updates but at a very slow pace which is understandable with the limited number of developers still at the company. Gamigo are known for being quick to kill off unprofitable games. For example Defiance 2050 just shut down at the end of April after being given the notice just 2 months earlier. I did not know of Gamigo's business practices before starting Trove which would probably have made me steer clear of the title. Keep in mind, the game might get shut down with very little notice. Two months, in Trove's case, is very little time. The completion would likely take you hundreds, maybe thousands of hours and progress is heavily time-gated. As of right now, I've played the game for over 350 hours and I'm missing two out of the game's 43 achievements but I'm not expecting my next achievement for months or even years. The time gates only allow me around half an hour of meaningful progress most days. While Trove constantly entices you to buy stuff with real money, which can really make you progress faster, you actually don't have to buy anything. But I highly recommend picking up the starter pack for $5 which, among other things, gives you a larger inventory and a dragon which will make the early game significantly easier. It is by far the best value for your dollars. The dragon alone will save you so much time in the early game as it allows you to move faster and can shoot fireballs which on top of dealing damage can destroy the environment. Destroying the environment is desirable as it allows you to take shortcuts and there is an achievement for destroying one million blocks of which I just hit the halfway mark after 300 hours. My remaining half million blocks took me less than 50 hours as I unlocked a primordial dragon which had a higher rate of fire than the other dragons. With so many systems bolted on over the years Trove has a rather steep learning curve. On top of the dungeon crawling crafting, weekly leaderboards, fishing, bomborial, gardening, play-driven marketplace and geode runs. There is also the shadow tower and the delves. The shadow tower is mostly useless in 2021 consisting only of single room boss fights with bad rewards, but you have to play through most of it in order to earn a few of the game's skill-based achievements. The delves are randomly generated linear gauntlets where you have to complete a random task before dealing with a random boss. I find them rather boring, but they are among the best ways to earn many high-value resources. Running 2 hours of delves a week is one of the most effective ways to gain mastery. Certain days of the week also offers additional bonuses for certain aspects of the game, enticing you to try out different content depending on what day it is. Trove has 43 achievements worth 1700 score and 16000 TA. Some achievements are very inflated, but many deserve their 10 plus ratios as they might not be difficult but very, very grindy. The only skill-based achievements in the game can be gotten by having others carry you. There are also a bunch of high ratio achievements that can be shared by other players once you hit mastery level 20, at which point you can start trading with other players. Getting to mastery level 20 can probably be done within 10 hours. Let me know if you want the Reduce, Reuse, recompost achievement worth 100 score and 1500 TA once you hit mastery level 20 as I can easily get you the 10,000 items you need to compost to unlock it. I could really use some help getting 501 kills in Bomber Royale to earn the glorious gladiator achievement. A 50 game score achievement with a ratio over 24. The biggest issue is that it requires 12 players to even start a Bomber Royale match, which rarely happens. If you can get an effective boost going, you can probably average around 10 kills per minute, which means around an hour per player going for the achievement. In practice, it would take longer, as other players likely will show up interfering with the boost. Trove is a quality game but a massive time sink. There is plenty of fun to be had if you like loot collecting but the completion requires some serious dedication. While fun, most will have their fill long before getting their final achievement. Completionists beware! To my surprise, I really like Trove. It is super grindy, but very laid back and it drip feeds rewards at a steady pace, ever so slightly improving your numbers. As an achievement hunter, I like it when numbers go up. Have a nice day everyone!